some issues and I know that you just miss him. I got a fever just to see her feeling like a stalker and didn't know I'm really good at making you feel awkward. Mutually Awkward Podcast Episode Big Five O. Yeah. Um, we did it, Paige. We made it to 50 episodes. 50 hours. 50 hours of us talking. About nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we recorded. Um, I live in a new apartment again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear all about the new new place. Um, okay, so I live in a building called the Gaylord Apartments. Um, if you drive down Wilshire in LA, you'll see a big sign that says Gaylord. It's kind of like a really old building. And fuck, I, I just realized my apartment's really echoey, so it's going to come off as echoey. Yeah, I knew <sighs> it. that was the first thing I noticed. <sighs> well, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Do you have a bathtub? Yes. Oh my gosh. Dude, that, okay, that is not rare. I think you've been <laughs> out of America too long because... <laughs> Everywhere, no matter what, we'll have a bathtub here. You know that, right? Um, like, the chances of not getting a place with a bathtub is very low and almost ridiculous over here. <laughs> right? Think about it. Think about it. I have been away for a really long time. Even, even though, to be fair, my last, my, even my apartment in Hong Kong had a bathtub, too. Yeah. That I used maybe never, maybe once. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? But, I, I, I like the idea of baths. I like the idea of like putting on candles and listening to Enya, kind of like Chandler on Friends. But <laughs> I never get around to doing it. I'm kind of the same. Where when like when I went back home, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to utilize the bathtub so much. I didn't. I didn't do it. <laughs> Not once. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, I, first of all, it was cold because I went in the winter time. So I, like, and my bathroom is really cold. Like we don't have a heater or anything. So that just didn't sound fun. And then it's like, you have to like clean the bathtub and everything. It wasn't that clean. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. It's going to be a gross, like, you know, soaking in your own filth. (laughs) (laughs) But, but when I do get a place with a bathtub, before it gets dirty, I'm going to bathe in it. (laughs) That's my plan. (laughs) I mean, you can just go to a spa, dude. I mean, you're in Hong Kong. There's spas everywhere where you can just sit in. No, but it's expensive here i think i don't i thought um you went to you went to a spa in hong kong no but i just assume that they're like really cheap and everywhere Um, dude and there's like there's there's like these spas like here in koreatown too that are like 24 hours do you live by a wee spa um i don't know the name of it but i do live near like a bunch of spas and like one of my my friends she told me she always goes and like said i should go next time she's in town like yeah they're like everywhere around here yeah i think i feel like um I think Koreans do the best spas, so, like, I, that's why I never wanted to go to a Hong Kong spa, because they don't, like, in Taiwan, they have hot springs, here they don't, so for me, I'm like, eh, and it's, like, not a lot of space, so I don't even know where I'd go, um, but, yeah, so I've been wanting to go to Wee Spa, this, like, really famous Korean spa in Koreatown. Why is it like so, you could, why so is it famous? You go there, for, so you could sleep over, right? So yeah. you could sleep over the spa, and they have, like, different rooms. Like, I think I saw on, on Conan, they had, like, this room where you could lie on these, like, they're not beans. It's, like, heated rocks, but, like, a bunch of them, so you kind of lie in this, like, sand pit, you know? And the best part is they have a food court 
with like ramen and stuff and you can just eat my sister said last time she went there she just ate and she just fell asleep like right on the spot (laughs) and i was like wow that's like the dream (laughs) oh my god yeah dude so okay there's actually a food court so just so the girl the korean grocery mart where i live there's it's next to this it's it's called zeon market and um Mm -hmm. so it's connected to this big old three-story mall and there's like this really rad food court there where it's not like shitty mall food court food it's like Everything's only Korean in there, and the food is best, oh like God. amazing. And not, and then like there's a bar connected to my apartment, and I haven't been there yet, but apparently it has like the best steak, ten dollars steak in LA. What? Yeah. Um, You're living in paradise right now. I, I mean, uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? You just listed like the best things ever. <laughs> You know, I have to admit, life is um, pretty good right now. Uh, I do have some worst humans to list. I haven't had um, a worst human in a while. We haven't, maybe mm-hmm. not all year so far. So I think it's about time that I list some people that I hate. Okay. Uh, okay. So first of all, this is not more. Per- this is not a person. It's more of an establishment. So my brother Michael. Who is co- movie Michael, who has been on the show many times and will be on this episode later. He moved to Israel on Tuesday. So uh-huh. we had a final hangout planned where we were going to go to the comedy store to see this comedian that we liked, um, David Taylor. He, he's the host of Until I, I Lose Interest podcast. And so we were going to see him. And, you know, I was kind of in a bad mood because at this comedy club, the way it works is you have to, you have to buy a ticket, which is 15 bucks. And after you buy, even though you bought a ticket, there's a, there's a two drink minimum. Oh, wow. And I was just like agreeing to go because it was like, what do you want to do? And he's about to move. But I'm like grumbling. Isn't that fucking stupid? Yeah. Like that. Then you're spending like 20 something or more. Right? More. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I probably would buy two drinks if I was there anyway. But telling me I have to buy two drinks minimum on top of a ticket, it's like, okay, yeah. why not say I have to buy two drinks minimum and not make me buy a ticket then? Like, yeah. Choose one. Like, I'm already bought a ticket. What if I don't want to drink anything? Like, yeah, exactly. I don't want a soda. I don't want anything. Like, yeah. Like, so I already didn't want to go. Um, so first of all, that fuck them. That's my first worst person thingy. So, so we didn't end up going because – like, Michael ended up being super late. Um, I was waiting. I was hungry because I didn't eat all day. So I, I actually ate at a Wendy's. And that was, like, my first non-In-N-Out fast food burger, like, in six months. And I was really mad that I ended up eating there because when you don't eat fast food in a long time, it, it's fucking shitty. It's, like, disgusting. <laughs> and I ate that Wendy's. So I thought it was going to be good. And um, a friend who had visited L.A. had said that she thought Wendy's was better than In-N-Out. So I said, maybe it won't be that bad. It's fucking gross. And... Um, and you know, I, I it was my first like fast food burger besides In and Out, like in almost, almost probably more than six months. And yeah, I just felt like shit, you know. Yeah. And but I, how could Wendy's be better than In and Out? Like it just can't. It can't. No, like fuck Wendy's. Like, I'm never <laughs> eating there again. Like the rest of them. God, the dude. Let me tell you, once you stop eating fast food, like your body kind of rejects it after a while. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it, 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 an idea of going is just gross. It's like disgusting. Yeah. Like, I think the yeah. only fast food place that I can eat is In-N-Out and probably Taco Bell. I haven't been to a Taco Bell in years. Well, that's like my main source of tacos. 
when I lived in West Covina, so mm-hmm. it's cool. But like maybe even yeah. Um, you, well, you'll probably love Taco Bell whenever you go because you don't, you don't eat Mexican food at all over there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure but... ta- I'm sure Taco Bell beats um, any place over there. Probably, yeah. Yeah. At least they do the rice correctly or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so I was already mad. So we decided to meet up here in K-Town and get drinks over here instead. And there's this famous bum in L.A. I had seen her all through when I was going to film school, like, since I was 21. She's this crazy old Latina bum who always tells people they're going to hell. She, she'll, she'll say, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. And if someone bumps into her or something, she'll be like, fuck you, you're going to hell. Fuck you, devil. She yelled at me before. She yelled at Michael before. Like, And, and the thing is, she, I, and then, you know, I moved to Hong Kong for almost three years. I come back, she's still around the area. Like, she's, a, she's an L.A. character. And I was already in a bad mood, right? So she's the worst human, too. I was already in a bad mood. So I was going to meet up my, with my brother. Um, I was ha- I was kind of happy that I wasn't going to that comedy show, but I was also mad that I had bought the ticket and I had Ian Wendy's. I had seen her, and she looked at me, and I don't know if she was talking to, to me or if she was just rambling to herself, but I looked at her straight in the eye, and I was like, the devil, Satan, 666. You said that? Yeah, and, then, and, I, and, I, and, I looked, and I just kept going, and she's like, oh! She just lost her <laughs> shit. <And> then, <laughs> she's like, why, why? <laughs> I know it's kind of fucked up to do that, but like I actually felt pretty good doing that. Oh my god, that's so funny! <laughs> the devil, Satan, six six six. She's like my kryptonite. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was um, one worst human thing. Um, another worst human thing. This is just something that's been annoying me. So it's an it's an internet thing. Um, you know how Facebook has that thing now where you can say you're interested in going to an event. Yeah. I fucking hate that. Why? It's like okay. First of all, it establishes like such a non the non committal culture because every mostly everyone who says that they're not going to shit. They're saying, oh, I'm interested. Like, I want to show I'm interested in this, but you're not going to. No one's going to go. Either you're going or you're not. You don't, like, I, I, every time I see that, I'm like, yeah, you say you're interested in like, 10 things in one day. You're really going to go to all that guy? Come on. I use it to, because when you say you're interested, it, like, it, it, like, like, saves into your events. So you can check up on the event. If it sounds cool, why don't you just go? Why do you have to say you're interested? Just go. Because I probably might not go. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't because, like, like the other no, like there's certain concerts that I, okay. So there's like a bunch of shows happening in March. So I was interested in a couple of them, but then I was like, I don't know which one to go to because they're all freaking expensive. So I wanted to decide like which ones to go. In the end, I'm going to just one, but not the others. Page, Page, worst, worst human. Page is a worst human. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I'm thinking I might just start unfriending people every time I see them. Who like, people are interested in these? Just be like, all right, that's it, that's it. Maybe I'll eliminate. Like, if I see them say they're interested in three things within five days, like that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, so yeah. Fuck that too. I think those are all the worst. 
humans and worst establishments and worst things in the world that have been bothering me lately? Well, what's been bothering me is that I feel like um, what one thing that was really annoying me was that I feel like people here... I don't know if it's just a cult. In the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe it's a cultural difference because I know Asian culture is way more blunt and stuff. But after a certain amount of time, you're just like, okay, get it. So, like, I have a friend who, like, so I've been making oatmeal for breakfast, like, every day. And I enjoy making oatmeal for breakfast. I enjoy oatmeal. But she doesn't like oatmeal. So every time I make my breakfast, she'll say it's gross. So the first couple times, I was like, yeah, whatever. But the last time, she was like, I'm sorry, but that's disgusting. And I was just like, oh, my God, you know, like, do I have to know every time you hate my breakfast? I'm not, like, going up to you and telling you that I think whatever you did was disgusting. And yesterday, I went out to lunch with everyone, and they all got on my case about me being addicted to my phone. But the thing is, they were all on their phones, too. So I was like, why are you guys putting me on blast when you guys do the same thing, you know? And also, I was just like... So what if I'm, if I'm into Snapchat? So what if I'm doing all my stuff? Like, it's making me happy. How is that affecting you in any way possible? You know what I mean? And so that's been on my nerve. About my last nerve. That's funny. Cause that's like the most phone-obsessed city, like, in the world, probably. Yeah, that's why I was like, wait a minute. You guys are doing the same exact thing. But I'm do and honestly, the reason why I'm on my phone a lot when I'm with them is because most of the time they speak Cantonese and I can't understand. So am I going to just sit there and like stare at your face and try to understand, which I do sometimes. But after a while, I'm like, well, like people were texting me. Like, I think you were texting me. So I was like, well, I'd rather talk to somebody who I can actually talk to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in, uh, that's why I was just like, I was just getting really annoyed because I was like, maybe it's their way of showing that they are concerned about me. But I'm just like... I think I, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone judges you for something and they really make a point to tell you when I'm like, how would this, how would me doing this affect your life in any way possible? You know, like it has nothing to do with you. And I just don't get it when people just feel like they need to tell me they don't like what I'm doing, you know? And I'm just like, I was just super annoyed. And I, I mean, I like... The phone thing, I hate, I kind of don't like it when everyone's obsessed with their phone, so, but, I don't know, but, like, if I, I see your situation, I'm not speaking the same language as you, which is kind of rude, like, you're supposed to do, you, you gotta do something, right? Like, okay, if, they, if everyone there was, like, talking to you, and not, like, you would, you, every time we've hung out, you've never pulled out your phone while I'm still hanging out, so... There was a reason. There was a reason. You're not. You're not the person like to, to start calling someone in the middle of a hangout. So I know that's yeah, not weird. Yeah, yeah, I actually feel like my phone etiquette is not so bad. Like I only pick. I only literally only pick up my phone when there's not. When basically I'm like, oh, this is a moment when everyone else is looking at their phone, or this conversation clearly doesn't involve me, and it's. I feel really awkward, like trying to. And sometimes I feel like when people they pause to like um. Later, later on, they'll, like, pause and translate stuff for me, which I do appreciate and stuff. But sometimes I'm, like, like, this is, like, kind of, it's just, like, difficult for me to partake in a conversation. So I'd rather just do my own thing and whatever, you know? So, but other than that, yeah, I feel like, and honestly, I feel like, like, people are always saying shit about Snapchat or being addicted to stuff. But it's, like, like, I'm not connected with people. But actually, in Snapchat's defense... 
you are more connected because you're sharing more with other people who aren't part of the situation. So, yeah. Yo, I'm still on the oatmeal part. What oatmeal? The oatmeal. The oatmeal. Now, I agree with your friend. I, I personally, I think I told you, I find oatmeal gross. It reminds me of vomit. And every time my mom tried to make me oatmeal as a kid, I would just feel sick. Like, I, I just, the idea of eating it grosses me out. But I've been around people who ate, who've eaten oatmeal before. I mean, um, I feel. In Hong Kong, they, a lot of people eat porridge. That's the same thing, pretty much. I see that. I saw actually when I used to work at the same job as you. Like I would see, I would see like people making basically oatmeal in the morning. Like yeah. several people. Like it was pretty normal. And even though for me it was personally gross, I'm not gonna say fuck your breakfast is gross. I only ever say oatmeal is gross, or I or no, I never even call it gross. I just say like it makes me feel it gross. I I, I usually just say. Yeah, instead of calling it gross, I just say it grosses me out whenever someone offers it to me. But, like, if I just see someone eating it, I'm not going to be like, oh, what the fuck? And then... Yeah. But also, who is your who, who is your friend to judge? I mean, you know, motherfucker, they eat snake soup over there. That, you know, <laughs> I tried eating that. That shit's fucking disgusting. I mean, it's like slit. It's all gooey. It's like you're eating, like, slime. And I, it tastes okay, but come on. I mean, you can't think that's good and then think oatmeal is gross. You, see, you either think all of that's gross or, you know, you, I mean, I, well, I think I can eat oatmeal over snake soup. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I just feel like I don't understand why. Like, if you tell, like, okay, if you, I realize I do have a really high tolerance for, actually, wow, this week was, now that we're talking about this stuff, there's a lot of annoying things that happened this week, but, um, <laughs> Dude, I love how we, like, had no worst humans for the longest time, and now and we're right launching here. our 50th episode with, let's talk about everyone. Yeah, here's what's wrong with the world. <laughs> but it's just, like, okay, if you tell me, like, okay, so I have a high tolerance for bullshit, which is, I don't like that, because... I so like I'll put up with a lot of things. So for me, for you to insult my food like the first time, it's annoying, but I'll let it slide. But every time, it's like, really? I just don't understand. And I think next time if it happens, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say something because I'm like, dude, I get it. You know, like, like it's seriously just like. I don't know. I just think it's super rude. Like, in the beginning, I just let it go because I was like, oh, it must be a cultural difference, but. After like four times, it's like, oh my god, stop it! I would, yeah. I would just be like, hey, can you just stop it now? Like, yeah, I think I'm gonna do it next. I mean, hopefully, like it won't happen again. But if it does, I'll say something. <laughs> if, you, if you insult this oatmeal one more time, this oatmeal is gonna be right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, open your mouth, and I'll stuff it in their face, and then that's what you get. <laughs> now is it gross now is it <laughs> so um you know since this is like our 50th episode um i wanted to ask like i think we should talk about some particular awkward moments in the history of life what do you mean oh shit what, <laughs> what? i didn't research <laughs> what do you mean research what because you were like you were like, I should think back on awkward moments. And I was like, all right. And I just totally forgot. Okay, well, you're going to have to pull something out now. Like, ooh. All right. I could do it. Okay. You go first, though. 
All right. Well, <clears throat> as a child, um, like I think my entire elementary years, junior high years were full of extremely awkward moments. Like pretty much, I think for the longest time, like I just identified myself as awkward. I honestly, actually, as of last year, I don't really consider myself an awkward person anymore. Yeah, I don't consider you an awkward person either. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to like let you guys down, because but I, <laughs> you know, I think when I like okay when I started this podcast, I definitely identified myself as super awkward. Like I'm just the awkward guy in the room. I, that's who I totally was. But I think now, yeah, you know, I think over the what it's been about a year and a half since we started the show. Or something like that, and um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of growing has happened, and yeah. Um. Even even from like I was just thinking now about when we so when we first talked started the show, we did we talked a lot about dating. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of didn't talk about it for a little bit, and then recently we talked about dating again. But I feel like when we first talked about it, we were more we were kind of on the awkward end, but now like the la- like the last podcast. I felt like you weren't the awkward one, but your date was. Oh, she was awkward as fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, it was just, it's kind of like you're no longer the awkward guy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's pretty nice being on the other end. Uh, but, you know, growing up, it wasn't always like that. Like, I would say, okay, so, like, you know, in six, at the end of sixth grade, was probably, like, I, so I, I had crushes, I had intense crushes on girls, probably starting in third grade, but up until, but I, you know, at that point, there was nothing I could do about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, third grade, I knew, ex- I, I liked this girl named Sarah, who brought her lunch the same time as me, We so she was, like, the first girl I had long conversations with. I also fell hard for my elementary school teacher that year. <laughs> There was at one point where I was walking back and forth. I wanted to tell her that I loved her. Then I would sit down oh, wow. and I would go back and forth. And, and of course, I didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, there was one girl in particular who, like, I liked pretty much from sixth grade all the way until the last day of high school. Wow. Like, this was epic. And, like, like this, um, we'll just call her T. Okay. And um, pretty much... I, you know, it was, I mentally could not just have a girlfriend, but, you know, I ended up liking her. She liked me several times, pretty much, you know, like losing her shit I just would not ask her to be my girlfriend and I just couldn't do it. Even though I dated other people in high school, it just mm-hmm. couldn't, it was just, you know, when you build someone in your mind that high mm-hmm. and that's what happened all the way until like the last day of high school where I said like, goodbye, like really all. <laughs> Awkward. So, but I remember, like, yeah, so that, and I remember, like, one awkward moment was in sixth grade. We all went to camp, all of us. Mm-hmm. And at this point, this girl liked me a lot. She did. And so she, and she was like, so the first thing she did when we got off the bus was tap me on the shoulder and be like, hey, Vince. And I'm like, why are you talking to me? And that kind of killed our friendship for like half that year. And I just. Wait, wa- you, you said that? Yes. And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I thought you, you thought it in your head. No, I but. said it. And I was like miserable and depressed for, like the rest of that year. Um, that summer, though, I got really into Pokemon um, with my summer school friends. And that kind of became the next big thing in my life. 
up until halfway through seventh grade when I, when I really liked this other girl. Um, a classic of this moment was when she was like, we were, you know, running a mile in PE. And she was like, Vince, hi. I waved back. I slipped in the mud, <gasps> slid everywhere. And yeah, classic awkward moment right there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that looked like a movie. Almost. But eighth grade, um, you know, so you know what? I would, I would eighth, you know what I was really good at in junior high and out of high school? I was good at getting the girls to like me. And then right when I would have like the perfect opportunity, I would not take the last step. Hmm. Did you ever? Did you ever know guys like that in elementary, like when you were in the, your teen years? Um, like guys, you like you know there was something between you guys, and there was a feeling, and they would go and like you're just waiting for him to just do that thing, and he just doesn't, and it just and it just kind of dies. I'll get into my awkward okay. history later. Okay, okay. So I did that with this other girl, eighth grade. Um, you know, and um, we sat next to each other. Um, she started liking me. Um, and you know, I just let it drag on because that's what Vince used to do. That that was my mo. Until one day, I'm walking to class and I just slip on the mud again. Oh no! All over my shirt destroyed. I look up. I see people looking at me. Then I see her looking at me, and she's like shaking her head in disgust. No way! Like in disgust. And God, I just wanted to die. And that's like one of the million times I wanted to kill myself in like oh my junior God. high. That's mean of her. Well, yeah, but you know what? That was, yeah, it was a dark time. Um, that was pretty darn awkward. Um, let me try to think again of other super awkward moments. I think in terms of that, I think those were, those pretty much took the cake for junior high. Hmm. Um, I, got, I got to mold through my memories a little bit more. What do you got? Okay, well, <clears throat> so growing up, I was very shy which by default makes me a bit more awkward I, but the thing is um I didn't get shy because so uh I was shy with like strangers like whenever my mom or my parents had rel like people I didn't know over I would I would never like talk to them I was just run away or whatever um but in school I was more or less normal I just um I had like one best I always had like one best friend and and that one best friend was always really outspoken, so they would kind of stick up for me and everything. But it all started when I started to change schools. So, because from kindergarten to third grade, I went to one school. Then fourth grade, I went to a new school. So it's almost like, okay, now I'm starting over, and I'm going to be sh even shyer. But I managed to make friends. But then after fourth grade, I switched to another school. And at that point, I think this was the third school I switched to. So I remember my first day or whatever I was just I was like mute for a couple weeks like I remember my first friends who I made later they came up to me and asked me if I spoke English because I was so quiet um but I think I'm I'm after I get comfortable and stuff like that I become less shy but I gotta say like from sixth to eighth grade something happened like I think it was puberty or whatever, but I was, like, super not awkward, and I was, like, not, okay, what's the opposite of a ladies' man? <laughs> I was that. <laughs> no, 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 like, the, like, the female version. So, um, like, I had my, What is a ladies' man? Uh, a fella's 
a fellow, a fellow no, because a lady's man, so it should be a fella's woman. You were a fella's okay. woman. Okay, so I got my first boyfriend, who I didn't like that much, and I had my first like makeout session. This was like seventh grade, and then I I was pretty I was like I was flirting with guys, you know. <laughs> I was I was on top of my game. And then, um, but then something happened where I think people, like, the friends I I was with, they were like, we don't know who you are anymore. So I was like, oh, my God, I've changed. So I ended up, like, so once, um, so eighth grade, I was still, like, I guess eighth grade, you're kind of, like, you feel like you're on top of the world anyway because you're, like, the oldest in your grade or whatever. But literally, once I transferred to high school... I became the complete opposite of all that. So I, I decided, I think I just decided that, because now we, we, we're moving on to a school with even more people and people from different schools and everything, and I found that very intimidating. So I just decided right off the bat, I'm going to be the weird art girl. I just decided. Because, <laughs> I mean, I came, I I was always known to be more artistic, and you know, I watched those movies where there's always a weird art girl. So I was, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be that person. And that's who you've but, been ever since. The thing was, though, the weird art girl was always secretly really cool, but I wasn't that. Like, I was really weird. So, um, I didn't I didn't make any friends in high school. I I made, like, a couple friends. Like, you know, you have, like, classroom friend where you just hang, talk in the class, but at, outside of class you don't talk to them. So I had that because um, most of my friends, they were in – they were all in advanced placement classes, and I didn't make it into those. So – I never saw my friends, and during lunch, I ever so for the four years or four years, yeah four years in high school, I ate with the same lunch group, and they were people I knew in elementary school, but throughout the years they added their friends or whatever. So I ate with these people, but the thing is, I never said a word to them. Like I would just join them, and it was like they just understood that I would be there, but I never talked to them at all, which. In retrospect, I was like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. So I would just sit there, and but they didn't talk to me either. They would just talk to each other, and I would just, like, I was, like, this silent observer. Like, I just sat there and just existed and didn't say anything to them. So, um... That's pretty awkward. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I didn't... But you know what? When I was in that moment, I didn't feel weird. I just felt like is my life like whatever yeah. you know and the thing was though like so during school like during these moments I was I was very withdrawn but then I was also I was also very focused where I was like I gotta get I'm much better than high school I gotta get out of this this dump you know so I made I made sure like I want to know the requirements to get into a good college and so they were like you gotta join extracurriculars so I joined newspaper and um, orchestra. And in those environments, I was a lot... The newspaper, because I was like, I'm the graphic design editor, you know? So I, like, came alive, and I was very... A lot more social and whatever. Um, in orchestra, I was pretty awkward, too. Like, the teacher always got my name wrong, and I never said anything. So he just mis he mispronounced my name for three years. And then the last year in orchestra, I decided I wanted to play the bass, because I was a violin player for my whole life, kind of. And I guess I made a name for myself, not made a name for myself, but I stood out finally. And I remember my teacher got my name right for the first time. And I was like, whoa, this is what it's like to be recognized. You know, this is what it's like for people to know who you are. 
and stuff like that. Um, that was a boring story. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm famous now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think since high school, like I. So when you were saying stuff about, did I ever know if a guy liked me or whatever? Um, not really, because I think the only guys that ever liked me, they were. Okay, so if I was the awkward girl, like, they were, like, really creepy. So, like, really creepy guys liked me where I just didn't want their attention, you know? So I just avoided them. I think I might have... Did I ever talk about that on the show? Um, I'm going to say no, so go ahead and tell the story. <laughs> well, I remember in ninth grade, this guy, he, I guess, liked me, and he... So he wrote me a letter, but he sent it through somebody to give me the letter, which I guess was quite common. But the letter was, like, super in detail, and he asked if he could, like, see me without my glasses, which I thought was so fucking creepy. <laughs> You've told me this. I don't think it was on a podcast, but I know you told me this. Yes. Yeah, but I was like, okay, like... <laughs> like where do you want this, this um, thing? Do you want me to, like, slowly take my glasses off during class? You know what I mean? Like, what are you like, gonna take off if I do this? Okay. <laughs> but I remember he wrote me this letter, and I was like, "Uh, okay, no." And then, um, then he made me these drawings. So he was really into race cars. So he made these drawings of race cars with my. So at the time, I was really so. I get. I think you guys know by now. Paige is not my real name. So um, my full name. I used to be super embarrassed about it like I was I had these issues with my name so he wrote my full freaking name on the side of the race car and that to me was like biggest abomination ever I remember I saw it I like threw the paper like away from me and I was like oh my gosh like this guy is like psycho like I remember I was like oh my god um so I just remember that was, so that's the kind of guy that fell for me <laughs> <laughs> other than that I didn't I didn't get I didn't get any attention until senior year where I decided okay so I was this the weird art girl right for three years like I was dressing really strangely I didn't talk to anyone so I think junior year I was like you know what I'm done being the weird awkward girl I want to be cool like I want to be it's my last year I want to be noticed so that year I lost a lot of weight I changed the way I dressed. I started borrowing clothes from my sister's closet. I started asking her for tips. I started wearing makeup for the first time. I changed my hair. And I started to get noticed by not, like, just guys, but girls were who would be like, oh, hey, like, you're, you look different, you know, or your hair looks good and stuff like that. And I was still super shy. So, but I was just, it was just, like, cool to get noticed, you know, and and I think when I started to get all this recognition or just people looking at me, I want I was like, okay, I really want a boyfriend or I really want to catch the attention of a guy. And I definitely got some guys interested, but, like, I was I, – because I never had that – like, I didn't know what it was like to date or, like, court somebody, you know? So I think guys showed their interest, but I didn't pick up on it. So I remember there was this one guy. I, I don't really – I'm kind of glad I didn't do anything with this guy because he seemed kind of – like annoying but he he was like this like hotter so he was good looking and this is the first time any good looking guy talked to me and stuff and um my friend was telling me i think he likes you but i was like eh, why would why would this good looking guy like me you know so he because he would he would um what was it what did, aim 
he <laughs> we used to talk on am Abe. Oh yeah. Yeah, he would I am I was like, what is that word? He would I am me. And we would talk for a little bit. And then um I think he wanted to ask me to do some dance or whatever, but I didn't pick up on it, so I was so that never happened. Um but yeah, I, I th- but nothing really happened with anyone really. Oh, okay. So then I got this other creepy. Okay, so this is guy <laughs> that I I ended up falling for this time. But I met. So this was senior year, and I was I was the. So I think you're supposed to take some sort of elective where you kind of help out like a like a profession at the school. So I was the assistant for the, the school psychologist, so I had to answer phones, whatever, which was my biggest fear because I was afraid of, like, talking to people and stuff. But this guy, he was the assistant for the health, like, person who was across the room from me, so I would see him sitting there all the time. And I remembered him. He was this, like, he was the hot skater in my math class in freshman year, but he kind of disappeared for a while. And, um, but now he looked, like, not hot he was like really disheveled and he looked kind of like a homeless guy better he looked yeah (laughs) he looked homeless he looked like he'd seen better days but anyways i remembered him as a hot skater so i was like oh so i would try to catch his eye and stuff and he he knew i was interested and soon we were he was walking me to class you know and and um he even like when i told him my orchestra was having performance he he came he sat next to my mom. My mom even gave him a ride home after. So I was like, whoa, like, what's going on, you know? But turns out he he was creepy. <laughs> like, like literally more, the more I talked about him, talked with him, I was like, oh, he's kind of like... Well, it all changed when one day I decided to stick a note in his locker that said, I like you. And then he got the note, and then he was like, oh, yeah, I don't like you in that way, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, fine, like, I, I won't see you in that way anymore. But then that was when he became more, he started to show more signs of interest, which I thought was super weird because it's like you told me you don't like me, but now you like are more interested in me. But he also started he he sort of he also started trying to evangelize me at the same time, which like, was a huge turnoff. Like take you to church? No, yeah, he would no, he would just want to talk to me about Jesus Jesus all the time, and what? which was <laughs> like I remember. Like, yeah, so that was a big turnoff. So at this point, I was like, all right, I don't, like, even like you anymore. But then he started calling me. Like, he started really talking to me. So I would just, like, talk to him. And then he was like, you know, if you want to have sex with me, I totally have sex with you. And I was like, uh, and at the time, I was, I was not, I was not, um. <laughs> Sexually active. Yes, yes. So I was like, what the fuck, like. No, you it, freak. So he start, So at one point he's telling you about Jesus, and then at the other, and then over the phone he's like, you know, we could, um, we could, we could do other stuff too. Yeah, and then I was just like, and he would always. So I just felt like he was messing with me because then he started saying stuff how he really wanted a girlfriend, and then and he was talking to me and wanting to have sex with me, and then when I so, but he was like. But then, like, I told him, like, oh, I'm going to the dance with somebody else or someone. He was like, oh, thanks for the heads up. And he was all annoyed. And I was like, you didn't even ask me, you know? Like, I just was telling you as part of conversation. So, yeah, he was just another creep on my list. And you know what? So this guy, he he basically, I mean, he just, he ended up being the pizza delivery guy for my town. 
And many years later, um, I was having... It was... Oh, it was for my going away party to Hong Kong. So I had this... going. So my mom, my family put together this party for me, like, a couple days before leaving for Hong Kong. And all my friends were there. It was a backyard party, and we ordered pizza. And suddenly my sister was like, hey, Paige, um, the pizza guy thinks he knows you? And I was like, what? So I went outside, and it was that guy. And he was just, like, waving at me, and I just waved at him and that was the last I'd seen of him um but he had told my sister like yeah does Paige still live I knew a girl who lived here once like does she still live here so I thought that was like kind of like a nice ending to all that you told me that story and I always loved it like I think that's, yeah. like, the, I think, I think that's like the ultimate fantasy of like someone you hate from the past coming back with a shittier with a really shitty job and seeing you with all your friends having a good time yeah, and, and it's it like go like, back. It's pretty go back and die. Bye. Yeah, I remember I was just like, oh hey, and I like waved at him, and he was just like slowly waving, and I was like, okay, bye, thanks for the pizza, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no tip. And, oh. <laughs> and I mean, I saw, I still saw him around, like um, driving the pizza stuff, and my sister told me like one time she heard him blasting like really like like I guess like Christian sermons from his car. No, really. Yeah, while he was delivering his pizza. Yeah, so I guess... And then later, I remember, like, there were a couple times I, like, went on his Facebook, like, back in the day. Like, well, this was, like, in college and stuff, just to see, just out of curiosity, and he looked a mess, and I was just like, wow. Dodged a bullet there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, actually, one of my brother's friends, I'm sure he doesn't mind talking about this, he's pretty much the (laughs) same way, where, like, he's, like... I guess he was, like, a punk, maybe, in high school, but he never, ever got a job, still is with his mom, he became super, super, like, his mom is, like, one of those, like, ex-criminals who becomes religious, and so he became super religious, and he doesn't believe in drinking at all, he does is play video games, and he's, like, in his late 20s now, and he's at the same part in life, and, yeah, it's, like, wow. Like, people like that and your pizza delivery ex, they make me feel pretty good about myself, I have to say. Yeah, I think when I saw him, it was this moment of, like, I've come a long way. And I was so proud of myself. (laughs) (laughs) From my awkward days in high school where he, because he, even though I I talked about it like, I was in control of the situation, but I actually really fell for this guy, and he really confused me, because he would just mess with me, and I was really distraught over him, so I was like, wow, all those years of you being a dick, now look at us, and now look at me, <laughs> and now look at you. <laughs> I take the, I'm going to take this pizza and eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, another awkward memory came to me right now. Um, you know, it's funny, like, how thing, how awkward I was, even though things would always work out for me. Like, mm-hmm. I was hopeless with girls in high school only because of me. Like, I had no problem with pretty much, I think pretty much almost every girl that I ever liked in high school, I got them to like me. And then I would just mm-hmm. never do anything. And, and until senior year when I finally, like, was brave enough to, I think I was mentally ready to start dating. Mm-hmm. But, um... I remember even in, like, sophomore year, I, I liked a girl who was even older than me. And you know when you're in high school, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Like, and I remember I got this, she was she was pretty hot, 
and she was like a junior, and I got her to ask me. She actually asked me to prom, and I said no because <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't afford it. And even though that's probably all I had wanted in life, but I was like, no, I, I just can't do it. There's no way I can do it. <laughs> it's impossible. Ah. Uh. And then, you know, I, at one point I got super, I became kind of like the cocky kind of asshole who was still like a pussy deep down. Like, I would, I would kiss girls everywhere. Like, I would kiss girls, like, every girl I knew, I would probably kiss them, on the, kiss them, like, on the cheek. And some of them, they would start to like me like crazy because of that, because that would be kind of a big deal. And, yeah, I, I became, like, I became known as kind of like an asshole flirt in a way. Mm-hmm. Even though deep down I was still a big pussy. Was uh, this like senior year? Yes, it's probably mm-hmm. the last two years. Um, yeah, that was a, and then it's funny because after that, um, I ca- I fell hard for this this girl at my first job who had a boyfriend. Um, pretty much told her I loved her in the parking lot like four a.m. I would say she's probably the one who probably got me into like the kind of music that I like now. Mm-hmm. But um, after that, I was like completely awkward until I was twenty-one, where I just could not fl- flirt. I could not talk to anybody. I was just like this, I, I turned into this weird, super, super, super introvert. And um, I, yeah, I just did a complete change until I think I think things started getting good for me again. Like when I started like meeting other filmmaker friends and like going to the smell that was like one of my life began taking a turn for the better pretty much and i started attracting people in general i still like so even though um we talk about all this like our awkward past and i definitely feel a lot less awkward um now but i still feel like because i feel like okay so the last so the last episode it's been established like you're not the awkward guy anymore like you're the composed guy on a date or something. Yeah. But I still feel like I mean I so I have the reason why I haven't been talking about dating so much is because I haven't been dating at all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I think when it comes to me as a person, I'm a lot more confident and just know myself a lot more. But in terms of dating, I've never felt more awkward than ever. It's- Only because like like seriously because usually before even I at least had some, like even in the past when I like, basically before I moved to Hong Kong, like I I I did a lot of internet dating, but also I mean I had like somebody in real life, you know what I mean, that I was interacting with or trying to date or dating or whatever. Yeah. And since Hong Kong, that just came to a halt. And then I I tried doing the online dating and the app dating, and it just. For me, it just got super frustrating. And so I decided to, I was like, you know what? I'll just stop doing this. Hopefully try to meet people in real life. And it's just been nothing. Kind of, it's just been like radio silence. And a lot of times, so I've just been thinking like, and the thing is though, like I'll have like friends who they tell me, they're like, you're an awesome person. You're super great and everything. But I'm like, but why, am, why if I'm such an awesome, amazing person, like what is it about me that makes me un unattractive like or undateable you know and that's been a thought that I've been thinking about because I'm like because I'm at this point where I don't want to change like I don't want to like put myself out there any more than I do in the sense of like I'm not going to change my life routine to meet more dudes you know 
because I feel like I do do things where like I am putting myself out there in my own way but I'm like what am I is there like a vibe I'm giving off or something that makes people not attracted to me what are the things that you're doing just like you were really into roller derby which is an all-girl sport so there's really no way to meet people there you were doing Thai boxing um, which I stopped. Yeah, you know, you kind of had a thing with that guy, with the teacher, but oh my god! No. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to I'm trying to meet people in the same circles that I'm in or that I want to be in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's ultimately what I'd like to do. But I think at this moment, maybe at this moment, it's like everything I'm really into right now is so kind of cut off from the rest of the world like right now i'm like okay gotta fix the zine you know and that's like just me you know and even with my band it's like me my bandmate you know and then um and that's really like and other than that like i'm at work or i'm at yeah roller derby or eating with like friends and stuff like that and which for the most part i'm like i've the way i'm filling up my time i'm like i'm pretty satisfied with it the only thing is yeah i'm not really meeting anyone and and at this moment, too, like, suddenly I've become really, like, I just, like, I think I'm, I've become a lot more introverted where anything that's, like, where I have to interact with strangers, like, even if it means, like, just, I don't have to talk to them literally, but just being in a room full of strangers is something I don't want right now. So maybe I'm just, like, I'm just making my life really difficult in that terms, but, Yeah. I think one way to do that is just even when you just force yourself to talk to strangers, even when you don't want to. That's one thing Mm -hmm. I was kind of training myself to do when I was trying to be less awkward. I would just try to like kind of just have chit chat with like um, just random people who are in my day to day life. Like, you know, when people ask, how's it going? Instead of just saying good, I would say, be like, oh, yeah, my alarm didn't go out this morning. I feel really tired. And actually, that helped me a lot. Even in Hong Kong, like, I went out with, like, I went out with, like, one cute coffee shop girl and then a crazy coffee shop girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and just, and then even just other people, like, I like even, like, you know, I would go to Cuber Cafe so really often. At first, I was pretty awkward with the servers there, but then they would recognize me whenever I go and would start talking. And yeah, I, I think one key is just to force yourself to talk to strangers, which really helps. Okay, that's like a big fear of mine. I think I'm going to try to incorporate that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is pretty scary when you first start, but like, it's just something you got to like. But it's, yeah, it's definitely something you have to ease yourself into and force yourself into. And I think, and one thing that really helped too, I think this started when I was in Hong Kong was. I started going to meetup groups. Like, do you remember I used to like go on these bicycle meetups? Yeah. And um, so everyone's pretty much a stranger there, so it was pretty easy. And I ended up going out with one girl before we saw the Hunger Games Part Two, I think. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so like, I think, and, and that was definitely a situation where I knew there would be like, there would be I'd meet new people, but specifically there'd be women there too. So okay. doing something I'm really good at and that I like. Yeah, because then you'll be you're already like confident because you're good at it, and yeah. then and no matter you're so cooler. Yeah, no matter what, it's a bike ride, so I'm gonna have a good time. Yeah. Um, okay. That helped a lot. Um, yeah, actually, another thing I wanted to talk about was speaking of introverted stuff. Was um, so I went to this thing called No Lights No Lycra. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I told you all excitedly about it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and you said they have it in Hong Kong, which I read yeah, too. Yeah. So people. 
if you live in a large city, you should go to this because it's amazing. It's pretty much, it was started by these two girls in Australia who said pretty much they took the concept of bedroom dancing. So when you're in your room alone and you dance to music like crazy, right? Stupid, silly dancing. Like, I've always done that. I, I know you do that. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they wanted to bring it into like, like out in the world, but still not make it a club. So the idea was you go to this, you go to, a, a, they, they rent out a hall, a space, and they play music with no lights on, completely in the dark. And so you're de- so you can dance without feeling self conscious. If you go, you know, if you go clubbing, there's always all that hookup feeling. Like for a guy, I feel like I, I feel pressure that I need to like try to hook up with girls instead of just dance. If that's what I want to do, or I got to dance a certain way. I just can't let loose, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but the way this is, is there's no alcohol allowed. It's a clean thing, and you, you pretty much go. The lights are already off, and you just start dancing in the dark. And um, and the way, and you're not dan- and like even though you're dancing with other people, you it's also a big deal. You have your own personal space. Mm-hmm. And holy shit! Like first of all, it's like it's, it's it's made to like give you a good workout and like kind of give you a lot of confidence because you're just moving a lot, you know. And honestly, whenever you do high energy activities, you just feel good about yourself. Yeah, it's a similar feeling to why I like moshing at, at, at band gigs. And um, yeah, so I I was gonna go by myself this Wednesday. Um, I told some of my coworkers about it, and they've been going through their own hard times. And they were like, "Can we come?" And so they wanted to come too. So we all went together. We didn't know what to expect. It was in some church in East Hollywood. We go there. We don't. We don't know if you supposed to pay five dollars, but we go in. We just see darkness, loud music, and we just see like movement. <laughs> so I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" And I just jump in, and they all, and we yeah, we're just dancing, and they played like house music, dance music. They played some indie rock. They played the Space Jam theme song, which fucking made me lose my mind. They played some African tribal music, some Latin music. It was amazing. Like, and like, yeah, like. Dude, it was, it's just an hour. Like, people, for the most part, are dancing themselves. But when the song is good, people, like, start cheering. Um, you guys, if you, like, go on YouTube and just, like, type no lights, no lights, no lycra, like, there's, like, a mini six-minute coverage video about it. And it pretty much gives you the lowdown. And it and it, I would highly recommend going for, not only for a good exercise, but for, like, just self-therapy, dance therapy. Yeah, I feel like that's actually, because I do, I love dancing, but a lot of times I don't go out because I hate the clubbing environment. Like, I absolutely hate it. I have to be pretty hammered to really enjoy it, which for me to dance, I don't really need, I don't need to be hammered at all. So I'm definitely, you know, the next one that's coming up, I'm going to go to it. They're every week, so, so. I think in Hong Kong it's not every week, but. It's oh, like really? on Wednesdays or something. Let me see. No, I, I, I liked their page a while, like last summer, I think. Mm. Yeah, the one here is every Wednesday. Oh, the next one is March 2nd. That's next Wednesday. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, I'll go. You should, And you know what? Like, It's an event where like it's actually totally not awkward to go by yourself. Like... Like, none of my coworkers can come with me next week, and if I don't have any Zine Fest stuff, I'm going to go again. And, yeah, I, I, Paige, I definitely think you should go. And then tell this, this is tough. So then you can come with me when you come back to L.A. or whenever I visit Hong Kong. And actually, actually, I, I feel like it's a thing I, I want to check out every time I visit a different city. 
Okay, so you know what? I'm not gonna put interested. I'm putting going. Yes, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Okay. I hope there was there's like nothing happening on that day. I mean, if anything, it's only an hour long too. So. Oh okay. Yeah. So, yep. So, yeah. I'm free. Sweet. Um, you will not regret it. Like, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually really. It's a great thing for the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. Like it's right smack on a Wednesday and yeah like dude actually I even when I was dancing I just started trying to pull up all the negative feelings I've been having all my personal problems and as I pulled that out while dancing like moving it felt really good it's almost like punching it all in the face almost oh my gosh I I think I need this <laughs> I think you need you know what I kind of wish that I had it well over when I lived over there I think that would have helped a lot yeah cool yeah. Um, so anyone who is, you know, near within a big town or just see if you have it, like check out no lights, no light red, like mutually awkward, fully, fully recommends it. Yes. Okay. At this point, we're going to, we'll go to like Michael's part of the podcast. Okay. So we'll have an intermission song, an intermission, and then right here.
Mutually Awkward Podcast, podcasting live from Echo Park, Los Angeles. The 50th episode, Spectacular, continues. We used to take the boats here. You remember? You can see the boat dock right there. We used to ride on little boats around the lake. Right, so you were talking about how the last time you were riding boats, you were in Beijing. Beijing. Pick, pecking to some people. We were pecking. Okay. Pecking. Yeah, I just got that right now. I was like, like wait, what? Oh, yeah. Like that's pecking what duck. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But yeah, that's yeah. what it's called in Chinese. Okay. Uh, forgive me for being uneducated. So you were riding, well, you were riding a boat with a, a young lady? Yes, from Hong Kong. What, what, was her, what was her name? Her name was Carla. Carla. Yeah. Obviously not her real name, but probably not. But she was great. Yeah. As you as you're saying that, you know, I'm imagining you with Carla from Scrubs. Oh, as geez. you're telling the story, so someone who looks more like me. That's <laughs> <laughs> Carla. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. You know, it was. Uh, we we hung out for like maybe three days. You know, she was from Hong Kong. She was 26, roughly a little like basically my age now. And how old were you? are not 26, though. I'm 27, but, like, a couple weeks ago, I was 26. And how old were you back then? 21. I 20, just, 21 I, in Beijing. Yes, 21 in Beijing. And, uh, yeah, I felt like that was, like, something that could have really happened. I remember I was really crazy about her for the longest time. Then for, like, five years, I just lost all her information. <laughs> so w- 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 would you say she was your, your before-sunset person? Yeah, it was definitely like that. Only, like, for three days. <laughs> And uh, we never had sex, unfortunately. But, you know, she's all, <laughs> I, feel like, quiet. She's all I feel like, I remember, like, I, I asked her, too, like, oh, why don't we just, like, go up upstairs for a while? She's like, oh, I feel like a cougar, I feel like a cougar walking around with you. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're only five years older. I don't know if it's, like, you know, people feel older there or something, you know? I don't know. Do you think that's a big age difference? Like, if you were, let's say, all right. I could date a girl who is 21 right now. I would date a girl who's 18. I would no problem. A- Not even it wouldn't even feel. I wouldn't even feel nothing. Especially if she has pigtails and braces. <laughs> better, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, you know, and uh, she invited me to live with her in Hong Kong on the day I left, and uh, and uh, I said no because I had to finish school, which I dropped out of a year later. And to be honest, for like five years until I found her on Facebook again, I always wondered, God, I should have just went to like Hong Kong and live with her. What would it have been like? I could have had kids by now or some shit. And instead, I'm like in an apartment in Lubbock, Texas, shadow boxing at night. We would have both been been living there for a while. Yeah, definitely. That would have been weird. You know, I I mean, how old were you? What year did you go to? I was there when I was like 25. Okay. And that was 2012, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I would have been there in 2010. And chances are the relationship would have ended. And I would have been <laughs> would have burned. back here. You know, when she realized I was poor, had no savings, and was leeching off of her to survive. You know? I, I think someone told me that everyone pretty much has their before sunset moments when traveling. I've had a couple, I think. Or I think... I have to think about it. Um, I think that was pretty much just the one. You know? I've had the girl that I met in Italy, yeah. where we reunited in Korea, and then we reunited in Austin this past year. Yeah. I choose not to go into this story. That's fine. That, yes, this, that's it's just, not a happy ending. That's, no, it's an ongoing story. She might be coming to LA. Yeah. But, you know, you know, Fitz doesn't like going into that area. Those, I there's, there's some, you know, I like talking about disasters. It's too, it's too personal for the radio. Too personal for the podcast, you the know? Radio, it hits yeah. Vince a little too close to the heart yeah. at the moment, you know? I could talk about, like, you know, the last podcast. I could talk about people I hate. 
Yeah. I can talk about girls I hate dating, where it's a uh, yeah, talk that's, as much that's shit. always easy to talk shit about someone than say nice things. Yeah, I, as an update, she hasn't texted me. Oh, she hasn't texted me since that episode. I'll probably go over because the penguin just sent us a letter about it. Okay, but anyways, I wonder if she heard the podcast. Do you think she'd actually listen to the podcast? She might have. You know why? Because. Girls frequently say they Google people, Google people like crazy. Could they find you though? You're very secretive. I mean, I guess it slipped up your last name on the show now. Um, uh, I, you know. I, I think I texted her my last name once. Uh-huh. And if you Google my last name, it takes you to my blog, rewindtapes.com, which does have a link to the podcast. Which I mean, you know, so it's possible your following could know what your your face looks like now. They could have a face to the to the picture, I mean, to the like, voice. It's like Frank and Eric. It's like it's. Remember they said like if you want to find us, you can. Yeah. But there's some podcasts where it's impossible to find the host. Like Nice Man. I found Brian. Oh, that's true. He doesn't look as cool as I thought he looked. Okay, Zach is still a mystery from next from Nice I Man podcast. Imagine, like, I imagine Miles from Moses Campbell. <laughs> really? Yeah, for some reason, like more of, actually, a, well, more of a frantic one. Though. In the area we are right now, Miles could be walking by. Hey, well, did you say my name? I, that would be so humiliating. <laughs> but it wouldn't be shocking, right? Yeah. But, um, so that's what you imagine Zach looking like? Like a form of that. How about, um, ho- hopefully we get people listening to these shows. How about, how about, um, the next weekend show? I've really no. Huh? I imagine Blake and Cody. Blake looks fat and brown and curly haired with glasses, in my opinion. I don't think he's fat. I think he might be burly, maybe. I imagine like a fat brown guy glasses and curly hair <laughs> he's the voice of many people yeah okay how about, how about Cody um lovable Jew that's what I imagine <laughs> but um and, and then of course there's like the illustrious I mean guys if you want to listen to one of the greatest podcasts of all time yeah it's that bad that's a great the, one the podcast is over but their entire archive is on iTunes which in a way is perfect because now you can see it's like watching a, a completed TV show you can see how it ends for some reason, I imagine the Beastie Boys. When I think of them, yeah. But the Beastie Boys don't talk nothing like them. But I imagine the <laughs> Mike D. I imagine Mike D. The one that died. Wow. I forget his name. The one that was wearing like the leather jacket and the glasses in earlier videos. Um, but yeah, guys, if you, I know people listening will be like, "Who the fuck are these people talking about?" Promotions. Yeah, if you want to see yeah. a podcast way better than mutually awkward, listen to Yes That Yes That Bad podcast and the terms weak weak man. And what else? Ragtag team. <laughs> ragtag <laughs> team. Yeah. A ragtag team. And also Nicholas, re- several Nicholas Cage references. And, <laughs> the and, whole uh, group. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid yeah. references. Will come. It's the, pretty much the greatest film podcast of all time. But back to Carla. I realized like now I don't think it would work because like look at what I was at 21. I was like very indie into the smell. And she was like obviously like like a high class dressed very nice and skirts and like drink out of nice glasses and wore lipstick and she takes like those photos in like clubs or bars where it's her and all her girlfriends just just as nicely in like short skirts like would I just be like the the dumpy looking guy like hey hey I'm here you know I'm here in the bar I'd just be there like yeah how about we go and see this band and I'll drag her over there and she's like I'm not feeling this you know she showed me a picture of her ex-boyfriend and uh he was just like the, the weird looking guy, lanky, very brown and curly hair and like messed up teeth and um, glasses. I was like, this was the guy you're going out with? You? Like, okay, what's wrong with you? Because she was really hot. And I was thinking like, why, why was she with this guy? I imagine the scientist from The Simpsons, he's had glasses and messed up teeth and lanky. 
kind of like that. Yeah, you know. And then she then she started talking about marriage, about like you know, like oh, I wish I could have because she knew I was poor. She's like, I wish I could have two husbands. I have a, a poor husband who I could just uh, you know take out and spend money on, and I could have a husband that'll support me. Like, oh, that's really weird. You know. That reminds me of um. Remember that band, Everybody Else? No. Remember? They had the song, Rich Girl, Poor Girl. I never got into them. You must have sent me one of their things. I was uh, just like, whatever. Yeah, they're like a surf rock band. Okay. But, yeah, they had a song like that. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so it, she was straight up calling you poor. I don't know. I told her I was poor. I would uh, tell her about, like, my doings of the time. Like, yeah, I go and see shows. I'm, yeah, I, write, I read poetry at the last uh, <laughs> the Harlem Place Cafe. And, you know, it was just different, I think. I think it was uh, a very different human. Uh, so, um, speaking of poetry... Yeah. So this is probably your last podcast, uh, your last appearance on this episode on mutually awkward for a while because you're moving to Israel next week. Yeah, I mean, uh, you do Skype, right? Yeah, yeah. But you got that possible? You need you need to get a smartphone that can record things. That's how Paige and I record. So my smartphone that I have now that's not activated might have that. Maybe. Yeah, it should have some memo recorder. You have to figure it out. Anyways, how about you tell us the you know the blowjob the tranny car story while you're writing poetry? Oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, I mean, you gave that to another podcast. We were just laughing about it a couple weeks ago. I think it's time for Mutually Awkward to hear that full story. I was 21. Um, this was in the height of Captain Ahab. Captain so Ahab. So it was, it was, you know, it was right, it was between Beijing and Egypt. So it was between the, it was between August and December. Those two trips. Of 2011. Yeah. And um, I was really into this 20 year, this 30 year old girl at the time who was like a drug recovery girl and and I was super into her and I remember just thinking it, it goes in there it's all it's all part of this um, yeah because this is a part of the story I've not heard yeah I was really into her Wait, really was this the girl we, the, the, the drug addict we met at the, the art walk no 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 this is a different girl her name was Naomi with needles all over her and it was, a, it was around a, her name was Naomi and she was really like obscure she was half her mom was Japanese like from Japan her father was English from England so she and she was like really lanky but she was like so cool she like William S. Burroughs and she would just say like crazy shit she's a drug addict she's a former drug addict I went to a, a, a an NA meeting with her why would you I just wanted to experience it it was really crazy you went to an AA meeting yeah, and, like, she went with this other friend, too, who was really more attractive than her. And she was like, oh, I'm going to... Because, you know, they do this thing where it's, like, popcorn or something. Where, like, I'm going to tell my story, and I'm going to pick a random person in the circle to tell theirs. And I'm like, all right, guys, if you get picked, don't tell... Don't point at me, because I'm not... You know, I wasn't an addict of anything, you know? <laughs> Except an addict of fun. Uh, I'm an addict of life. <laughs> addict of fun and masturbation. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, you know, it's just on threatening me. Like, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to call on you. And I was, like, scared. I was like, oh, God. And, then, you know, anyway. Remember that time we saw the Monulators for the first time? And John was there? I saw... I went to a couple of shows where he was there. Okay. Wait. It was John, the first wait, one. John Flint or John Ramirez? John Ramirez. Because they're both at all the Monolator shows. Okay. So it was John Ramirez. It was the first time I saw the Monolators. And on that day, I was at her house earlier. And there was some commotion outside. And, and I'm all... And she's all, oh, that's the, that's the Black Ninja. And I'm like, oh, let's go and see what he's yelling about. She's like, I don't know. Well, come on. Nothing's going to happen. He was yelling at this old man for smoking a cigarette. Because apparently when he was smoking a cigarette in his apartment, it was going upstairs through the roof into his where he was training. This guy was buff and huge. He was short, but he was really buff and, like, very quick. 
And I was like, oh, fuck. So it's like Dave Chappelle now. Yeah, like Dave Chappelle now. Mutant Dave and, Chappelle. Um, I remember, like, he was just in the old man's face. It was this old fat man, you know, with a beard. And they're living in, like, one-room shacks. So it's, like, really sad living. It's like, it's like your old Korean, Koreatown place. Where everyone's just living in rooms, they have a shared restaurant. Oh, when I lived in Korea, oh, Korean jail. Yeah. I should talk about that soon, too. Yeah. So she lived in a place like that. And, like, we're outside, and they're, they're in each other's spaces. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the old man was just, like, casually there with his cigarette, just smoking it. And the guy tried to reach and take it away. And, 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 and the guy went, like, oh, oh, like, he backed up a little. And, and it just, just, uh, just set the, the ninja off, and he started pummeling the shit out of this fat old man, just beating the fuck out of him, got his body, threw him on the ground, was on top of him. And you were just watching that? And me and her was just, were just watching. I was like, oh shit. And then like, she went, and then this other guy. So did he like perform some ninja moves? Like why was he called the ninja? He was into his training and he knew all these so, like, oh, so he knew arts. Oh shit. Yeah. So he's just fucking up this old man. And then this young guy, this young blonde haired guy, like my age came up. He's like, guys, what's the commotion? I'm trying to sleep. I work at nights. Why are you fucking fighting? And then we're, all three of us are just watching and she goes to like try to help you know she goes to try to help the old man and none of us are she does and he this this ninja picks her up swings her knocks her in, in the air and her leg hits like this metal pole like bah! you can hear it and she just falls on the floor motionless like oh shit oh shit oh shit yeah, oh like slow like, oh, motion oh and shit. me and this other very young guy both both able-bodied human beings weren't doing anything you were doing a frank yeah and we we're like oh and then she got up and I, she came back to us and I, I think i pulled her over i'm like hey, just don't get involved she's like i have to get my shoe and the shoe was right next to the old man's body because when he knocked her into the pole her shoe flew off her leg and, and so she went to get it and this and this guy this ninja just decked her in the chin and broke her jaw not broke her jaw, it like broke her cheekbone. So she had to like wear like a face like bandage right there for a while. And she was just knocked out on the floor. And like me and the guy were just looking like, oh my god. And no one's approaching this guy. No one is. Me and the other young guy so, all so, down on the floor bleeding. He was in a puddle of blood. So what is the kung fu guy doing like as he's just like now he looks like he, he now he looks like he realized he did something really bad and he runs. <laughs> so, so like I caught like, you know, I didn't do anything. I was like in shock. I was literally in shock. It felt like the whole thing happened in like slow motion. But it was like a second. And um so the young guy calls the police, you know, they come, the ambulance comes to take care of her. And the cop was giving me she's like, why don't you protect her? I'm like, oh I don't know. He, he looked really threatening. And I felt like a bitch. Well he knew martial arts though. Yeah, but I felt like a bitch like all day. I felt like in a really bad mood. And afterwards we were just hanging out in her room. She had like this bandage on her face. And I was like, oh geez, you know, like so I really you know, someone's gonna have to help me tonight, help me eat. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And then, you know, and I knew I was going to go to that monolator show that night. And then, so I waited there for like a while. I'm like, God, jeez, you know, something came up. I really can't stay. And I have to go, I have, I, have a, I have to meet someone for something really important. So I was to LA, met you at your apartment, we went and saw the monolators. And I was in a shitty mood that day. So you didn't like her that much? I really liked her. But she was like, really like... At this point, I liked her going to shows was more important. I really liked her. Like, um, I really did. You could have spent, spent the night taking care of her. I just feel like she she wasn't like a dainty type of person. She wasn't like she, I don't know like she wasn't like she didn't seem like the girl who needed taken care of. Like she was very like you know like. Well, she said she need. Well, she should have said she needs someone to take care of her that night. Yeah, but I just didn't like, you know like I think that's why I didn't like defend her because she didn't seem like the type 
she looked like the type of person who fought her own battles. Like, if it was, like, let's say, like, someone like Michelle or something, and someone punched her, they'd be like, oh, this poor, like, girl, like, someone has to help her, you know? But she was, like, you know, she wore tank tops and, like, baggy pants, and she had, like, colorful short hair and, like, glasses. And, like, so she dressed like a typical drug addict, a former drug addict, like... Yeah, like a very tomboyish, weird person, you know, smoked a bunch of cigarettes all the time, and I was like, you know, like, like she was, like, she seemed like she was tougher than me. Like, she was tougher than me. And you know, like, you, you don't feel like, and I, especially 21-year-old me. So you went to see the Monolator show? Which was brilliant. One of the best bands ever. Let's be best friends in space. Remember that song? Yeah. And I don't uh, know how this connects, but the day that I was in the car with John, I abandoned her again that day. Because <laughs> uh, Jonathan wanted to hang out. I'm like, oh, how so do you do? Like, we were, I think we were doing something. I forgot what. We were just chilling in her room. This is John Flint now. Yeah, because we right. just chill in her room. I'd, like, spend the night there just chilling with her. But nothing ever happened. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, I, well... So you're I living just, in a mumblecore movie. It was really intimidating because, like, she was just so much older than me. She was, like, 30. I was 21. And I just felt so cool for hanging out with her. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. She knows all this obscure stuff she tells me about. There's all these crazy stories about putting knives to people's throats. She was, like, really cool, you know? She's from Oakland, you know? Oh, that explains a lot. She was from Oakland, but but she spent most of her life in New York. And she was good friends with Kim Dawson. She had an indie band in New York. I feel like Kimmy Dawson had a crazy life too though Yeah, I just can't stand Kimmy Dawson But anyway Yeah, so that night Jonathan picked me up from her house And we were driving around Skid Row Doing like the typical what we do in Skid Row And um Wait, maybe not everyone listening to the show I was, Okay, I was 21 We would drive around And we'd go to like What we called Hooker Haven Where all the prostitutes were <laughs> Skid Row, by the way Is the shittiest part of LA Where all the homeless people live Yeah and we'd yell Crap at the addicts. prostitutes, like, yeah, fuck you, bitch, we're gonna fucking kill you. We'd drive, we'd drive by really fast. Or sometimes we throw, like, plastic bottles at them, like, empty plastic bottles. Really shameful thing. I would not do it now. But, like, you know, I was 21. This is amazing that you're admitting guilt to this. The old Michael would not do this. I feel like I wouldn't do it now, though. Like, I, this is something I absolutely would not How do. How about the time you were playing Beach Boys super loud? That was the same era. It was like the, the Captain Hap smell era. You're, you're tr- all the home. You're wicked home. Did you just say something? I get around. I get around. <laughs> just driving down that street really slowly. I get around. Did you just say something? They were screaming like, stop it, stop it. I don't think that happened, but like it was pretty <laughs> fucked up, I think. And these are things I just wouldn't do now. But back then, it was like, fuck society. I'm just having a great time. Like, life rules, you know? Like, nothing's going to stop me. I'm young, Jonathan, and the world is mine. Jonathan's car. Remember the time you pulled up to the guy in the suit? Yeah, yeah. What did you say? Huh? You got you pulled up to the guy in the suit, and you said, you look like an asshole. This was in Hollywood. This was, like, probably, like, a year later. This was in, like, in like 2012, right before moving to, to Texas and then going to Thailand. <laughs> But like, uh, you know, yeah, we were driving and I just saw this guy in a suit and I like, he was like, yeah, I went, hey, he looked at me, I'm like, you look like an asshole. And this guy lost his fucking mind. Like, he, he went ape shit. He's like, you motherfucker. He's like spitting at the car. I'm like, fuck your mother. You know, he was going ape shit crazy, you know. I just imagine you holding a And then like me and Jonathan were scared. We we're just looking straight afterwards. And that was the last time I ever did that. Oh, wow. I was probably like 22. Uh, and that, that was the end of an era right there. I think that one of the futures I witnessed you... You were in this assholery. You were at that. Remember, we were at the ultimate hipster show in Hollywood, where remember it was like was in it the, Peter Pan's giving out free beer. Yeah, it was in the clothing yeah. store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, and like there was some lady in a car, and you just start pointing at her, and and and, and 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 then you just start laughing at her for no reason. And she looks at you, she's like me, and then she she looks hurt. You're just laughing at her for no reason. But you know you're young and you don't you're, think about other people's feelings. You know but, you're just like this. Is she was great. Just a lady in a car, but like you, and then you just start laughing. But you know, at like her. now I realize how fucked up that could that could be for someone. Like that could like if someone did that to me now, I'd be like, oh Jesus, what the fuck is wrong with me? But back then it was just like let's have a blast. This is our world. You know we're young. Young, I was turn this place apart. Couple, you said there was there was like two girls, and you were like, "I'm gonna kill that one." Yes, we were. There were these two like Asian tourists, and this is like when I was in high school. We were like 18. And me and Jonathan were walking down the street, and Joseph, I think, too. And like, I just saw them walking tourists. The other cameras. And I went, "All right, you know, you kill that one. I'll kill that one." And they just started running, and me and Jonathan just started laughing your asses off. They just ran like, ah! Like, really, it was great. It was, like, amazing. It was a terrible thing to do to someone. But it would never just, come to America again. Yeah, like, you know. And, uh. um, anyway, about, like, what happened that night. Me and Jonathan were just driving, and we are listening to Captain Ahab. I don't know what it means to feel anymore. Jamming out, head banging, And this, you know, this woman pulls up, and she, like... She pulls it. up. She pulls up next to you guys. Yeah, in the car. she's like, you know, talking to us. She's like, yeah, you know, she has shitty English. She's like Hispanic or some sort, and she just like, you know, she's like, yeah, and we're just like moshing in the car. We used to mosh in the car. Actually, it was three of us, but like, it was just him. Like, you know, you bang against the car door, just belting out Captain Ahab. We drive around for hours, listening to like every Captain Ahab album in a row. Like, Sex is Next. <laughs> you know <laughs> end of irony after the rain my heart still shy after the what? what is it after the storm some shit I don't remember after the rain my heart still beats still shines oh, right? still shines I somewhere. guess so um yeah we're the be- biggest Captain Ahab fans right here I was a huge Captain Ahab fan I had all the B-sides too and we just bumped that shit all night drive all the way to Malibu and just just drive drive everywhere we did this at a Malibu beach party <laughs> yeah it was freedom to like the <laughs> highest extent and we're, so we're driving, and this, you know, this girl pulls up, and she's like, come follow me. You know, so we're, I look at Jonathan, he looks at me, and we're like, all right, let's follow her. So we follow her into, like, towards, you know, around where the, the Chinatown Papa John's is, right? Like, when you're, like, where we waited for the bus today. Yeah. Like past that, like, around that area. Yeah. And she parked by the jack-in-a-box in this uh, cul-de-sac, and she's all, and, and, and she's all, come in. Yeah, she was in the dark in her car. We could see her going to the back seat, and I'm like, nervous as fuck, you know, because uh, you know, I'm nervous as shit. And I'm like, all right, like me and Jonathan both get out at the same time. <laughs> and we start walking through her car. She's like, no, one at a time. This is like some last American virgin shit. Yeah, right yeah. She's like, one at a time. So I'm like, all right, Jonathan, you could go first, whatever. I wait in the car. <laughs> so I'm like in the car, and I'm just like, you know, I was a big time into poetry at the time. So I'm seeing her writing poetry in the car, and I just see like, I look in the rearview mirror, I can see the car shaking a little. And all of a sudden, Jonathan just pops out, and he's all like, and I, and I'm like, all right, it's my turn. I'm up. Yeah, you know, I open the door and I start walking to her car. He's like, no, Michael, don't do it. You know, let's just go come on we have to go i'm like all right he's like, i don't want you I'm like, why, why, why don't you why don't i get a turn he's like you don't need to experience that that's like no way to go and, and i you know, I'm young 21 year old michael doesn't know what's going on you know and uh you know then he just tells me i'm like so what happened you know you know she just started giving me a blow job with a condom on she put a condom on See, that's me. weird yeah it is and then she just you know she a blow tried, job with a condom yeah then she just got on top of me and she tried to put like uh, my dick in her ass I'm like, oh, and he looked like a little pale and sweaty. I'm just thinking in my mind, like, was she, was she a, a man? You know? It was just before we used terms like transgender. This is 2000. Yeah. This is 2010. Was she a tranny? 
I mean, that was a term back then. Yeah, but it was 2010. No offense to trans. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, was she a man? And he's all, no. No, she wasn't. But what, yeah, on, what kind of girl would try to put your... But now I'm like, I'm almost certain it was like a guy and he just had like a, a weird experience. I mean, it adds... A transsexual. I mean, it adds up because what kind of girl would try to put her asshole onto your dick and also give you a BJ with a condom? Yeah, BJ with a condom. I, I that means she definitely had herpes that. in the mouth because why would she do that? Or she could just be very cautious about what she's putting in her mouth. Especially if she's just like sucking off random dudes. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But like, who are, that's like a weird thing to hear of. Those were like the early 20s, the wild Michael time. And Jonathan was pale too, so that's the other thing. Yeah, like, like he looked disgusted. He knew, so, he knew something. Yeah, he looked disgusted. <laughs> anyway, like I talk about these times now and I feel so old. Like, 27 years old. It's not old, but I feel older. Like, I feel like there's so much I can't do now. Not that I would want to do it. But I don't feel, like, as free as I felt. Definitely don't. And, and plus, like, you know, have you... I, I started watching these videos, which is a bad idea. Because it made me really, really, like, just, like... It made me feel old. Have you ever heard of, like, Teens React? Or, like, Kids React? And they just react to shit from, like, the 80s and the 90s. I don't care about that shit, though. Yeah, but, like... These kids are just tearing apart all my shit. They're like, oh, cassette players are stupid. I work. I was a CD player. You know, and they're like, oh, and they show like old shows like like Ninja Turtles or like DuckTales and they shit on them. They're like, oh, I would never watch that. Never. And they shit on Saved by the Bell. And they're like, this is, just, it's so corny. Like kids these days wouldn't, wouldn't like this crap. And, and I'm thinking like, like but, I, I mean, love Saved by the Bell when I was I mean, kid. I love Saved by the Bell too, but we fully acknowledge it's not. It's corny. It, it is. It is corny. Okay, first of all, it's a, it is corny, and it's not a realistic portrayal but I, when of high I, school. But these are, like, kids saying yeah. it, like, 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds. And I'm just like, you know, when I was that age, I loved Say the Sight by the Bell. I would watch it whenever it was on, and I thought, like, this is so fucking cool. And, like, they're all, like... And to be fair, we never really shat on Dad the little cartoons, and he would show it to us. Because they were nice. I think it like, was... he would show us Scooby-Doo. Like, you know, remember when Cartoon Network used to show yeah. old cartoons from the 70s? Yeah. And we'd be like, it's old, but it's, it's a good... I, but I, I don't know. I was trying to keep up. If it was a cartoon, I would probably watch it. Yeah. And, like, they shit on the Game Boy. They're like, this is shitty. I'd rather just have my iPhone. I'm like, fuck, the Game Boy was the <laughs> shit. Like, when I was a kid, I used to go everywhere with my Game Boy. I used to think it was, like, the greatest thing. And, like, they just, they just, they just, they just, like, they just, like, say shit, like, right off the bat. Like, no, not even thought, oh, this is stupid. You know? And these little children voices... And then one day they're like, how well do you know 90s video games or 90s television anthems, uh, themes, uh, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, one of them couldn't get Donkey Kong Country, and I don't know why, but I felt offended, like, not a stupid kid, how can he not know the Donkey Kong Country theme, it's like famous, everybody knows that, <laughs> you know, or they didn't know the step-by-step theme song, and I was like, come on, it's step-by-step. And none of them knew it. And I was just feeling like bitter in bed like these stupid kids. It, these fucking kids. It is weird how people don't know things. Because even when we were kids, like, we knew the Three's a Company theme song. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know. da 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 And that was like, that was decades before we were born. And they didn't know the Family Matters theme song. And I was like, everybody knows the Family Matters theme song. And they kept on mistaking them all for Full House. They're like, oh, Family Matters, that must be Full House. Wait, so step f- by step, that sounds like Full House. So are you saying Full House holds up for every generation still? I guess. For more generations? But it put, made me feel old and it made me feel like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not as sophisticated as these children. Because <laughs> I liked very like stupid things so, according to them when I was young. Well, to put it in some perspective, a trailer came out that was released for the new Pee Wee Herman movie. Yeah. Everyone on Reddit was commenting how excited they were for it. Uh-huh. And I watched the trailer, and I'm sorry, I don't get the Pee-wee hype. 
but you've never watched it. I mean, you watched the Playhouse when we were kids. Yeah, but I remember. But I didn't give a fuck about it. But when it was on when we were kids, it was already like reruns. It was past. It was old. It was. It was already old. Like 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 I caught the tail end, and I never. So like when we listen to Frank and Eric, and he's talking about how great Pee Wee is. I don't get it. I'm like, it was a show, but I don't. I would never want to watch it. I remember it kind of scaring me, like the talking couch <laughs> and shit, and like all the furniture moving around. It was like weird. Yeah, it was like a, a too a, too alternative for my like five year old mind. But um, I do kind of want to watch the mo- the first movie that's directed by Tim Burton. I wouldn't mind watching it. But Legit, like, what, the one Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Just it's a Tim Burton movie, you know. Um, what's his face to the soundtrack? Um, What's his name? Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. So it's like, all right. It would be good. It's a good combo. It's probably a good comedy. But this new Pee Wee is a straight to Netflix one. <laughs> oh, no. Is it the same guy? Yeah, 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 of course. Oh, I forgot his name. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like it'd be too obnoxious for me. Like, it's like remember the movie The Jerk? Steve Martin? I've never seen it. I want to, though. I watched it. Page is recommended. It was just so obnoxious. I was like, "This is just, you know, there's some funny things, but so stupid." I feel like you don't like Steve Martin, though. I do. But you don't like trains, planes, and automobiles. You don't like it. I don't. Understand. I love that. Movie. I like Steve Martin, though. But you don't like trains, planes, and automobiles, right? You I didn't like think it. it was that great. I enjoyed it, I guess. The, en- the end, when you find out John Candy's family is all dead. It's just it's a very what? depressing movie. Like I don't like those movies where they're just like really obnoxious. Like it's not like it's not funny. Like I like clever comedy, just like you know. Not obnoxious comedy where it's just like a lot of like, yeah, like stupid jokes, like over, you know, like uh, those movies are like Freddy Got Fingered. I've never seen that one. I don't care. I don't give a fuck about Tommy. It, you know, it's funny. It's a it's a funny movie. It's interesting, but it's really fucking obnoxious. It's like oh god. I think that's why I, I hate Family Guy because it's Fam- like that. Fam- Family Guy's that same way. It's obnoxiously stupid. Yeah. It could be funny sometimes. I, I, I have uh, some funny elements to it but it's obnoxious. I, 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 I Anything Seth MacFarlane does is pretty shitty. I, I remember like how many debates I've got into when I would claim that um, okay, most people agree when I say South Park is way is better than Family yeah. Guy but I've got into intense debates when I would argue that King of the Hill is better than Family Guy. King of the Hill definitely is better than Family Guy. I could guy. even say The Simpsons is better than Family Guy. Oh, what is it? Well, Okay, what would you say at this point? 90s classic Simpsons versus King of the Hill. 90s classic Simpsons? Do you, you, you think that's better than South Park all the way to? It's different because 90s comedy, which I realized does not hold up anymore. But King of the Hill pretty much is a perfect show all the way to the end. Yeah. Like, it never had a bad season. It was pretty hilarious. And it's just life. <laughs> the 90s was it had its own thing going on. Like, I remember, like... For the longest time, it just seemed like this was normal. But now it's like, even when you watch Half-Baked, it's like, this is different. Like, this isn't like how it is anymore. Like, Half-Baked, the movie that came out in 1998, feels like out of date. Like, there's something off about it. Like, like yeah, this isn't how life is. There's a point when Fresh Prince of Bel-Air seems to kind of a new modern show. And now when you watch it now, it's still one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. But it feels old. Remember the, when I remember when the last episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air aired? And it was on the, and I regret this till I'll regret it till the day I die. That the same night Indiana Jones was playing on TV, and you, Dad, and Mom watched The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I went to the room and watched Indiana Jones. Oh, you didn't watch it live? No, because Indiana Jones was such a big thing when I was a kid. It was, was like I have to watch Indiana Jones. Like I cannot. <laughs> well, I cannot just you know walk away. I can't sit here and watch the Fresh Prince season series finale while Indiana Jones is on on the other. And, room. and how many '90s sitcoms could you say ended? 
was a hell of a good, and that was a great ending to it the show. It was, it was. It ends with him literally turning the lights off. <laughs> yeah, and like Full House had a shitty ending, and Boy Meets World had a really good one, and I remember watching that one when it came on too. Oh, yeah. oh fucking Boy Meets crying, you know. Actually, I will say Boy Meets World might have the best sitcom ending. Yeah, I think I think even it's up there with Fresh Prince. It's they're pretty close because most of the cast stayed for both shows. It was pretty. It was it, they were both pretty good. Uh, and then a lot of other shows afterwards, like Friends. I just I just clocked off. I, did, I, I didn't care anymore. I watched that last episode of Friends anyway, but just because it, it was on for so long. It was long. cliche. It was an airport ending. It's like who gives a fuck. Didn't they already have an airport one episode? They had a bunch like when of Ross got the girlfriend yeah. from the Chinese girl. Yeah, well, and like oh, Rachel oh, was standing oh, with flowers. Oh, right with there. Julie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. So like watching those Teenage React movies made me those things made me feel so old. They yeah. shot on Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. Which Power Rangers is oh, shit. Okay, but. see those. I feel like those kind of YouTube videos. Actually, so those kind of YouTube videos and like random Vine videos that people post, those give me such anxiety because I feel like it's just like pointless entertainment. You know, it is. and it, it's it just it is, it's, it's too. It's, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not all, but it's like yeah, it's too. It's too. It's too quick. Too easy. And I I, I don't give a shit about seeing little kids watch ninety. You know, what kind of react to nineties things. <coughs> I mean, if we're talking about you, messed up YouTube videos, I love watching wedding proposals gone wrong. I love it. I love seeing that. Out of friend, the, the humiliation. Out of friend who who is going through a phase of watching. Um, life in prison or death row reactions like in court like life in prison the guy and like someone just fall on the floor no there's a roll it was like a, yeah I watched that sometimes oh uh, like what, what did they say when Suge Knight got uh, got um he just like his head fell down he, no he collapsed yeah he collapsed well, well, like, like, he would be shocked that's the funniest part like, he, yeah. he suddenly can't handle it after he ran a dude down oh Suge Knight uh. it, it's been 20 years since Tupac died that's that's insane to me. I remember watching that on the news. No, I don't remember. You didn't I remember really care about, about Tupac. I didn't then. care about it. But I remember hearing about it. You were like, what? How old were you? You were like eight. Eight. <laughs> I remember hearing about it. Here's another thing about kids nowadays. I feel like they get sarcastic very young. Like I don't remember. I think I, I might have been. No, you're getting to the age of you fear teenagers. That's what happened. No, no, you like, were just you were you, you were just you no, were, like you were just, really young, like we like, uh, like, like seven year olds and eight year olds are being sarcastic, which is weird because I don't remember being sarcastic or even thinking about like that when I was a kid or anyone else. I remember just thinking like very like like blah blah like oh oh I like this. I don't. I remember being like just such an innocent child. I think it's with the internet now. Everyone has an opinion. Yeah, like even Abel. You see your cousin Abel, how sarcastic he is. He always has his phone with him. Like, it's like he's. Kinda, I kind of just don't talk to him. He, yeah, I don't talk to him either, but he looks and acts so much older than I like, did is, when I was that is age. Is Abel our cousin? Yeah, he's our cousin. Yes, he is. I'll say, with tr- honest truth, he's a cousin I don't love. <laughs> is that oh, wrong? You see your other cousins listening to this, you see their heads go down all at once. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's oh. another cousin I, I don't love. I don't know. I I think it's like weird for me because like there's obviously a generation age gap now. Like, uh, what were we talking about the other day when we were at the Peter Pan show? How like I feel like high school in 1988 was more, in the wood. Like high school in 1988 was more relatable oh, so to you, my high school you were experience. Re-watch, you were watching the movie, the MTV, the official. I think that was the first MTV movie ever too. The wood. I I think Joe's apartment came first. I'm almost certain. That movie's super 90s. 
Maybe. They're both 90s as hell. Are all those Pauly Shore movies? Those weren't MTV movies. He was very MTV-ish. But I, I can't be sure. I think the wood feels more timeless because it's a period piece. Yeah, but you know, I feel like I feel like high school in 1980 was more relatable. Was more was more like the high school of 2003 that I went to than the high school of like modern day kids now. Like I think they're I think we're more connected to that than we are to like our childhoods anyway than to what the kids are experiencing these days because like they're just they're very very different. Checking the recording. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, all the, all the, like, looking at this shit, like, in different ways, it just makes me feel old now. Older. I'm still young. <laughs> 27 is not old. I'm still in my youth. But, like, you know, it's getting scary. I, like, I was telling this to my other friends. They're like, oh, you, you sound like you're just getting more mature and you're growing up. I'm like, really? You're Am just I? thinking about death more. No, I always thought about death. I've always had an existential crisis. I remember talking to kids in junior high about death. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we're all going to die someday. I remember, like, in, in high school, like, talking this freshman year, like, my friend Alex, I'm like, isn't this all just kind of worthless? It's funny how much dad fears death. Yeah. If you just mentioned death, like, don't talk about it, don't talk about it. I think I cracked a joke a couple of weeks ago where, like, yeah, this house is going to be mine as soon as you're dead. He's like, don't say that. It's like, it's true. <laughs> I don't know. It gets, I think as you get older, it becomes more real, you know? Yeah. Think it, I, I, you know, I get panic attacks at night when, when I think my consciousness would just not be there. I just won't be. No, it'll be nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like to think about that now. Whereas <laughs> back then, I would like think about it for hours. I used to be not cautious at all. I feel like I'm becoming a more of a cautious person. Like, it sucks. You know, I'm starting to worry about the future. Like, what am I going to do? I need to get. I need to think about my future and you know, get into something. You know? I actually wanted to get a bike helmet this year. I'm thinking. My, I, I don't think I'm invincible anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like terrifying. You know, it's been this year. I think it's like been this like isolated year of like age 26, 2015. It's 2016 now. But I think maybe when I'm in Israel and I'm around like more friends and more exciting times. Maybe I'll go back to the old me and be like more like, yeah, let's just have a good time. Fuck it. I'll go to bed at 4 a.m. and wake up at 7 for work, you know? Even though, like, it just sounds like hell doing that, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I, I'm, have you, did you go through this phase where you felt like, I guess I'll ask Paige too and she'll hear this and comment it back. Uh, do you guys remember this? This uh, period of like, I'm not invincible anymore. I feel fragile and scared. Not really. I feel like my soul was dying in Hong Kong. I felt like, like, especially like, fuck. I could, I, so we went to this Heller, we went to this um, Peter Pants show, this fucking amazing punk band from LA. Yeah. They had broken up like over a year ago and they had a reunion show on Saturday night, a Sunday night. And it was like, there, it was like a classic 2012, or 2011 era show. Yeah. And I just felt so alive. Yeah. I, and, yeah, I remember one of the reasons why I had to move back was because I just felt my soul crush, crushing. I mean, you're just talking about that chick you met and everyone was just like that, where it's just, you know, there's you just don't have that freedom you see with, like, people at the smell and stuff, or, like, you know? Yeah. Like, God damn, I love, like, there's a lot of things I hate about L.A., but fuck, there's so many great things about living here. I felt like I was, I was trans, transported back to, like, 2011, yeah. And I just felt like so alive. In that for, mosh pit. Yeah. Oh, I almost, yeah. I wish I could have held on to that positivity. 
But then, like, a day later, it was just gone. Hold on to like, that feeling, huh? Yeah, it was like, oh, no, like, <laughs> no, you know. Did it help when I showed you the video? No, because I had, like, an existential <laughs> crisis that night. I was like, things will never be the same. Like, I'll n- once if I just never they, they, love anything that much again. I mean, Peter Pan, the girl from Peter Pan, she was saying, like, all right, this is it. Not gonna, we're not going to do it again anymore, right? Yeah. yeah. And she was closing that book. Like, I think that book just closed a long time ago. And it, but, like, it, it just reopened. And we saw all those old faces there. Yeah, like, I was, like, legitly, like, depressed that night. I was like, this is it. Like, I just got a taste of what it was. And, uh, like, will I ever love anything that much again? Obsess over it. Want to go to, like, three shows a week, four shows a week at one point. Like, really just loving something. Like a poetry cafe. I cannot picture myself going to a poetry cafe now. Oh, Harlem Place Cafe. Yeah, I can't picture myself being excited over that. Like, yeah, let's do this. I got me and Jonathan shaking with our poems. And, and like, all right, let's do it and nervously be in this it up weird there. hidden cafe in an alleyway. Yeah, you know, like it also just I don't feel like there's anything like that at the moment. Oh, when you talk about that, though, it makes it just like a lot of time has passed. That was like 2010, dude. Yeah, 2011, God, man. 2009, even. I mean, there's been a lot of cool places since then too. But mentioning that, whew. and it kind of ended when I went to Israel. But that was like a, for two years. It was like a whole other world of like fun times and greatness. Then over here, it's just been quiet, like, for, like, a, over a year. It's just been quiet and docile and, like... Well, also, you've been, you've been West Covina for the most part. Yeah, that too. And, you know, it's just, like, I don't feel like this great drive to, like, go out there, you know? Like, like you know, I used to be able to walk for hours, and now it's just, like, uh, like, it's too far away. I'm just telling you, dude, if you just cut down on masturbation... I've been masturbating for all my life. I guess it's just kind of weighing on at me now. Yeah, yeah. Just give it a try for a month. Your testosterone, your test, I always pronounce that word fucked up. Testosterone will fucking go up the roof. It's crazy. No fap. Google it, y'all. I'm definitely going to stop masturbating like for a week, you know, so I can go to Israel fresh. I don't want to think about like, like, you know, I don't want to go there with like a raw <laughs> Dude, <top>. turned around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. Who gives a shit? You know. And, uh, ah, just, like, thinking a lot about, like, the past and the future now. Because, well, like, I'm, not, I'm at this point right now where I don't have a present. I'm going to be gone in a week. So, like, yeah, what yeah. am I living for? You're, you're kind of, like, at the edge of a big change now. Oh, it's terrifying. I'm in the second quarter of my life. You know? I get... <laughs> that guy just rode by on his bike listening to Ice Cube. And that's kind of rare for Echo Park. That's like old school Echo Park. It's like 90s Echo, speaking of 90s Echo Park. Yeah, like Ice Cube. Like, I, don't know, I feel like there's something wrong with that. I don't know why. I listen to Tupac sometimes on my iPod. But one time I, I was in Long Beach. It was like a few months ago in the summertime. I was applying for a job down there. I saw this guy just like bumping like Dear Mama on the, on the, on the street corner. And I was like, dude, like this isn't normal. Like, come on. You can't bump Dear Mama. This isn't 1995. You know, this isn't even 2001. Like, we're done. We're past this. We're past bumping Dear Mama. So we saw those people in the lowriders bumping all that G-Funk, like gin and juice and shit. Like those fat, like, guys who were, like, from the 90s, like, the early 90s. It's like, all right, guys, come on. It's over. Just, just come on. You don't need to do this shit. Play some... But, uh... I mean... You were, you, how about you? you? You were into your 80s music phase. That's different. I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's different because I never lived through the 80s. So you, it was more of a nostalgia thing? It yeah, couldn't it, have been a nostalgia it, thing. It, it was just me discovering yeah, great music. Yeah, it was more... It wasn't holding on to the, some past. See, when I listen to hip-hop, 
now. And every year for about a month, I get hardcore into like 90s hip hop for some reason. It happens, it's been happening every year since 2012. It happened in Thailand when I lived there. I got really into like old rap. And now it makes a little appearance, you know, like I just have that. Like right now, I'm kind of in the middle of that phase. I've been listening to a lot of hip hop. Well, because um, you know, you know, Dope has a really good um, 90s soundtrack. That's what happened. Yeah, after I watched that movie, it has Illmatic on that soundtrack. Yeah, on <laughs> Illmatic on that movie. So I think yeah, I put I was like listening to, like Illmatic on YouTube at work. And it was like, fuck, this is probably the best rap I album think, ever. I think it's nostalgia too, and I think rap, hip hop helps stress because you're really paying like you know they're rhyming their words really fast, and you're not focusing on like your thoughts or like what the fuck's going on in your life. You're trying to listen to what they're saying <laughs> no, as I, you're walking down the street. Like oh, especially if it's good rap. No, I get what you're saying though, because if I feel like you know what, every time I, I I try to put the Fratellis in my iPod, I feel like oh god, I just gotta move on. I yeah. can't go back to this. This is messed up. It's it's shitty when you do. Like I, it's, I like got, ba- it's like one of my early bands, you know. Yeah, it's starting to feel that way with Captain Ahab. Like every year now, for the past year, like this year and last year, happened. I went through a phase where, like, for a month, I listened to like all the Smell bands, like Captain Ahab, which I don't listen to regularly at the all. The first Moses Campbell album, both Moses Campbell albums, May She, all that shit. Like I, I go through a month where I'm like thinking about that and like, oh. But like to just to listen to it all the time, it's like And you won't listen to Moaning. I'll have to like download the album. Yeah. I would listen to that. They're still new... co- yeah, because because a lot of them they still do stuff. Yeah. It's when you listen to the dead bands that are completely like the Meishi, that's when it's like, oh fuck, they're gone. They're, they're gone. just gone. You know? They don't do anything, they're Never, done. Ever. Such a great yeah. sound that band has. And Gone. One of those beautiful singers of all she time. She was beautiful. God. Definitely better than Z-Berg. Well, Z-Berg. I mean, you still follow them, though. We never went to one of their shows. It's fine. We saw them when they first came out. It's the same band, pretty much. It's like a... Yeah, like, fuck. Like, it's just like... I feel like I'm getting to that age where time has passed in a very conscious way. It's funny, though, because, like, you, you remember how, like... You're barely at that point where, like, Becca's been like that for, like, ten years. Remember the yeah. old days? Yeah, that's scary. Like, now I'm, you reach that. But you know what? When I'm in it... Here's the thing, though. Now I'm going to some place where I can't say that to people. Because nobody's going to remember the old days. It's like a... It's like... That's why, like, you know, when I went to Texas the first time, you go somewhere where there's no old days. It's just like, all right, like, let's create those old days now. <laughs> so we can say, remember those old days later, you know? It, it's, uh... Yeah. Yeah. How are we for time? I think it's a good stopping point here. We're starting to go a little bit into circles, talking about old days a little much. Alright, you know, you don't want to talk about your old high school days when you like waved to a girl and fell in the mud. Uh, I'm tired. Okay. I just was at work all day. Get up tired. I watched Jackie Chan movies and laid in bed. <laughs> that was my day. Rumble in the Bronx? Yeah. Fighting anxiety. I, I'm having, like, I had like an anxiety attack on the way here. God. <laughs> Oh yeah, well I did want to talk about yeah. I guess I want to talk about so I guess in in for our fiftieth episode, we want to talk about you know particular specific awkward moments in your life. That would be good. So, I could so just bring up the you know. This want me to bring up one powerful awkward moment? Bring up a super powerful awkward story. I was really attracted to this girl at school when I was in seventh grade, and uh, very attractive. And this was the first time and only time. This was the first time. I, I ever made a mixtape for someone. Not a mixed CD. A mixtape. A tape, like a cassette. And it was in junior high. And, and I really liked this girl. She's beautiful at the time. I'm sure she's beautiful now. She was really smoking hot. 
perfect was body, she the girl? very you, innocent face. Was she who you logged into my message board account and asked for girl advice? That was in high school. Oh, okay. Which is sad because that girl's dead. <laughs> <laughs> she got beat to death with baseball bats. <laughs> which I, I can tell that story next too. Anyway, uh, yeah. So is it horrible that I laughed at. That? No, because I laughed when I first heard uh, it too. And like two years later, I was like, "Holy uh, shit, she's dead!" Uh, <laughs> oh, what, what the fuck? Uh, the first girl I ever really liked, you know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah well you know I mean you know my the girl I loved in high school she lives in Rancho Cucamonga so she might as well be she dead she might as well be dead yeah Fuck she you. is dead she she's is just, dead. she's the living dead it's she like is. it's like Indiana Jones it's like you're in bad dream but you can't wake up you're in nightmare <laughs> you, you I in want Rancho to die Cuc- you in Rancho- I pray to Shiva <laughs> to let me die you are Rancho Cucamonga <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So anyway, you're like, yeah, like, okay, so remember you told a story earlier on a podcast about, like, you buying a poem from someone, you were doing, like, that wrestling shit, you were a freshman in high school, and you and you had a friend who, like, wrote poems, like, love poems. Yeah. And one of the poems that you read, you didn't want after all, so I got that poem. It was, like, really corny, like, I love the way you look, I love the way you brush your hair, I love, it was just a list of things I love. You really? had to be in junior high next, I was a sophomore when that happened. Yeah, I was, a, I was seventh grade, okay. and, um... I stole that letter and I put it into the cassette which I made which is full of like Tupac and gangster rap <laughs> but like it was Valentine's Day so it was about it was this year like it was this time maybe 15 years ago or something 16 years ago and um did you put what was that what was that um yeah I know Troublesome 96 was definitely on that did, did, did it have Brenda's got a baby and, it uh, might have it could have very well had that was that, was that other one uh, I know it had hit him up oh, oh keep your head up part two part time mother <laughs> <laughs> and all the all the shitty love songs about ghetto trash <laughs> Brenda was retarded Brenda's got a baby <laughs> Brenda <laughs> prostitute found slang wait, and Brenda was her name what? she's got who's a baby who's talking about Brenda oh that was um, David Taylor yeah he was great. talking about I, I was retarded she, was, she couldn't spell her name <laughs> like like <laughs> Remember he, started, remember he started reciting lyrics from Brenda's Got a Baby in his David Taylor voice? Yeah. See, but you know what? I think everybody loves Tupac. Like, even right now, if they listed my top 10 favorite artists of all time, like, Tupac would be, like, number 10 or number 9. He would have to be on that list just because I still love his music to this day. Like, I still enjoy, like, like this was a guy who had something to say. Whereas if you listen to anything else, the Taurus B.I.G., it's, like, phony. Like, no, you're phony. Yeah, this wasn't you, you know? You like you liked your Nintendo cartridges. That, that documentary really killed it for him. That really took away his credibility. But, yeah, anyway. Now he was a fat guy. So, yeah, it was filled with gangster rap. Probably Snoop Doggy Dog, Doggy Style, Dr. Dre the Chronic. I, I put it all on that tape. I put the letter and I put like little candy hearts in it. I stuffed it into this letter. Candy hearts? Yeah, yeah. It was Valentine's Day and I gave it to her and I walked away fast. I'm like, here's for Valentine's Day. And so I walked away, like stormed off in a quick walk away. And um, just never talked to her again after that. Like, <laughs> it was like silent, awkward, never spoke to her. And that was the only time I ever gave someone a, a, a legit mixtape. Hmm. Yeah. And that is an extremely awkward moment for me. I also called a girl a bitch because she didn't like me <laughs> in high school, in uh, junior high, in junior high. The time I gave a girl a mixed CD, it was when I like rap, yeah. because of a Tribe Called Quest songs. Oh, God. And, and then she's like, yeah, my boyfriend really liked it. Put a oh. gun in my face right now. Just kill me this now. loser is giving you, is it a mixtape or a CD? It was a CD. Oh, this loser who's making you CDs really has great taste. <laughs> Tell him I like uh, it. God, that's simulating. That was in the dark years. That was like in the 18 through 20 years. Oh, the target years. I had great years. Like, I think like 
16 through 25 were the great all, all right, around. We're getting back to like all right, that's Okay, I'll tell you about the girl who died, then we can go really close. <laughs> so it was the redheaded girl, which, which, you know, we were very intimate, and she, we both liked each other. I was just, I didn't feel ready to have a relationship, because I was, like, 16. I was like, this makes no sense, I'm just going to get out of high school, I'm going to get a job, I have to do something in my life. I can't be in a relationship now, what do I have to offer? You know? <laughs> you're, you're, wow, you're, you're thinking way... <laughs> I always think ahead of things, yeah. this is my, my problem, and, um... You know, we would, like, kiss each other a little, like, little pecks. It was like, you know, something could happen. I really liked her. And then, uh, you know, it just kind of faded away because obviously I wasn't doing anything. You know, I saw her the following year. I saw her junior year, and uh, she got in a fight with a pregnant girl. You might have known her. I We both knew this pregnant girl. She was, like, she had a baby. She was kind of, like, big-boned but not fat. She was thick, you know, very Mexican, um, <laughs> light-skinned as shit. And uh, she got in a fight with this girl. There's so many fucking training girls. And the redhead girl killed her baby when they were fighting. <laughs> so, I, and then I just stopped seeing the redheaded girl after that. Like, like maybe I saw her a little... She was a, a baby murderer. Yeah, so I saw her a little after that. Did she go to jail for that? No. Well, she's a minor, I guess, no? Wow. So, like, a year goes by and I'm hanging out with she Joseph. She pregnant girl in the stomach. I was hanging out with Joseph and Jonathan and uh, Marcos. We were, we were, like, in Marcos's house just hanging out. So it's like the start of modern times, or part of like somewhat. Can I interject for one thing? Do you think in a way, she um, made that other girl's life better? No, because she already had a child. It uh, was already in the hole. Okay. She was already circling the okay. faucet. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's a nice one. You know, so like, you know, Joseph knew her too. And he's like, oh, what's her name? Died. Her name was Melanie. And he says, she died. She was beaten to death by gangsters for killing a baby. I'm like, really? I remember laughing. Like, holy shit. Like, oh, fuck. She's dead. Like, I couldn't believe it. It was like excitement. It was like a time I ran over a cat on, in a car. And the first thing I did was, holy fuck. I started laughing. I don't know. It just comes as a shock. It's like, whoa. I just but did This is also like in your era when you were like really... I was 17. Yeah, at that point, you are kind of like an anarchist. I mean, you still tell me that story of when you got that turtle from the front yard I was just with someone who did that he, <laughs> threw, the, he threw the turtle in there and shattered it like but the ceramic but you turtle said you did it no I was with them oh. I think I might even encourage him I like, get the turtle you yeah. know there's also the guy who got like a turkey and just broke a mirror so, so we all center. had a destructive phase I had like five uh, it'd be like a name of a book five years in anarchist <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you know I, sh- I feel like you know she was kind of asking for it though like she really loved like ghetto gangster shit even though I think she was a really sweet girl she was like she was just, you know, and she loved the, like, the streets, you know? Like, she even said, I want to go to Doherty High School. I'm all like, why would you want to go there? I didn't know shit about it. She's like, because it's more ghetto. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Like, cool. Yeah. You're not my type anymore. No, she still was. It was just like, I remember one time she showed me, her, like, a scar from her C-section. Or, like, yeah, I had a miscarriage and I had to get the baby <laughs> out of me. I was like, She Fuck. was Brenda. <laughs> but no, she didn't have the baby. The baby died and they cut it out of her or some shit. Still. And I was like, fuck, like... That's not something you want to be proud of. I'm like, shit, like, wow, you're like 15. <laughs> you know, she was like maybe 16, 15. It was shit. And, and, we were, and we were like, at that age, we were spending... I was a sophomore in high school. So she was a freshman. Uh, the, the most important things in our lives... I was into Prince and Michael Jackson. That was my And watching phase. wrestling. No, wrestling was way past, dude. Really? I stopped watching wrestling oh, in junior high. I was into wrestling when I was 15, I think. Okay, because I remember, no. like, the minute I went to high school, 
wrestling wasn't cool anymore. It's like, I can't like this. Like, this is done. I can't. Oh, but we've been watching a lot of wrestling videos lately. I haven't. I went through a little phase. Like, my, this year's been full my, of, like, my, nostalgia my, 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 my YouTube history was logged into my computer that I left at mom's place. Just Owen Hart videos. There was, no, it was nothing but Owen Hart videos. Jeff Jarrett for some reason. <laughs> All these old shoot videos. And like... Because, like, you know what? Like, it happened... Like, it happened a lot this year where I would just, like, look at old things and be like, oh, fuck. That was a long time. I think that's a part of depression. Just being very nostalgic. Yeah, actually, you know, I mean, you know, I feel like Kate will not be pissed if I said this, but for a while she was like, I'm getting depressed because I'm watching, I'm looking at all these old, like, two years ago on Facebook, you posted this. Yeah, that like, is too. I have to, like, get rid of that because I look at that shit every day. I'm like, fuck, look how positive I was. Well, first of all, my Facebook doesn't have that. I, I try to get it and it's, it's not available to every user. Oh, so, fuck. But I'll, I always say nostalgia could be a dangerous thing. It is. I agree. But it, you know what? It kind of, like... When you have nothing in life, it, it's kind of like a little push. It's like a little like, okay, you know, I could, it reminds me that I had, there's something I really loved. Like today, Captain Ahab, it comes up every day for mine. Today was a Captain Ahab video. It was like, oh, great show last night. I was like, oh shit, this is like four <laughs> yeah, years ago. You posted so often. Yeah, this four years ago. And you remember ago. that post immediately where you were. I do remember a lot of them. Like nostalgia is dangerous, you know, like. You don't want to focus in on that shit. And, like, what have I been doing? Like, watching a lot of 90s shit. And that's, like, tearing me apart. Well, Peep Show. You've been watching That's Modern, Michael. I finished that, like, oh. months ago. All right, well, I think it's time to wrap it up. Right. We're going to have an intermission here. Do you think we should end it with the Captain Ahab song since we've been talking about Captain Ahab? Or maybe a... Moses Cavill. No, it should probably be a, um... A Peter Pan song from the show. Yeah, Streets or No Streets. Yeah, yeah, bam. Alright, this has been the most amazing show that you listeners all missed. Feel bad. Yeah. Feel bad.
so we are back. <laughs> and with an email from the Penguin Ninja. Go ahead. Vince, if the socially accepted thing is for the guy to pay for the date, why go through the whole interaction of saying, no, I'll pay, no, I got this? Like, I'm sure it's changing, but I feel people expect men to pay majority of the time. And dates don't even need to be super expensive. It's the experience people remember in the end. Like, I won't feel emasculated if a girl pays. But if it's super expensive, like you were saying, I'd be slightly annoyed the person wouldn't, won't offer, especially if it's out of the ordinary date. I'd probably be thinking of the receipt the entire time. I'm not expecting some return by the end of the, of the date. It is like a weird thing, don't you think? Like, so that I think that's why I get so confused because, like, you know, we're we're a society, we're 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 all like, you know, it's like modern times now. We're we're supposed to be all equal, supposed to be completely equal. Um, they're, they're not the same thing. Then when you go out with someone, it's all of a sudden goes back to like the old days. Yeah, I think there's still um, that needs to change <laughs> or maybe it do- i mean no maybe it doesn't i don't know does it need to change or that's just the way it is uh, like because don't cause don't women let me ask you like you want to date a guy who's a you could who could who's a good leader right well okay so from not someone who's weak for someone like okay so if a guy well if he offers to pay i'm like oh cool um, and then I offer to pay next or whatever but if a guy doesn't offer to pay i'm just like oh my god it uh, my first thought is, if, is this, like, is is he freeloading off me? Like, I just get really... Because actually in the past, so I don't want to really talk too much about this, but my, my ex, well, I had my first ex-boyfriend, my first boyfriend, he was, like, he didn't pay. You know what I mean? Like, he, like, I think the first day he paid or something, I don't remember. But after that, he stopped paying. And in the end, he turned out to be, like, the complete freeloader. And... I guess that's, like, my biggest fear, like, if you don't, like, you don't have any money, which is not, like, I won't date anyone who's not rich, you know what I mean? But it's, like, does that mean I have to support you the whole time, you know? That's, like, my biggest fear. Which nobody wants to do. Yeah, because I'm, like, I'm comfortable supporting myself, and if, if we even it out, then in a way it's, like, I'm just supporting myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so I, I really think it should be equal. Like, both people. Because I feel like it kind of, it's like, it kind of telling, isn't it? Where she, your last date, she expected you to pay for everything. And I'm pretty sure if you guys were to get together or whatever, she you'd probably have to finance her. You know what I mean? He, it'd be, yeah, and you know, that's not something I want to do. Yeah, like. Um, yeah, it just sounds like, a, it sounds like a bad time. Um, Although I suddenly had this one thought (laughs) where I was like, hello? Yeah, go ahead. I had this one thought where when you had said, well, everyone's like, we're all equal now, which I feel like we're supposed to be, but women do still get paid less. I'm like, does that mean men have to pay? But I'm like, no, I think the point is we're trying, we're fighting for equal pay. Yeah, I mean, it's not not all equal, but like, Yeah. yeah. But the idea is we're fighting for equal pay and... Ultimately, I think, because even in a relation, in a long-term relationship, usually in the end, it's half and half. Like you might pay a little bit more, like a couple dinners, but then the, it will like even out in the in the end, as it should, right? Yeah. So I feel like, like, yeah, it should just be. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a penguin ninja. I don't really, I don't really have much to reply to that. It's just, yeah, I, uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a confusing matter. Um, I guess all I can say is the next person I go out with, I don't mind paying, but the offer, <laughs> somewhat offer to split the bill is still nice, and it makes me think highly of the girl, higher of the girl. So, yeah. Okay, what about this though? Wait, just going back because I just yeah. had another thought. Like, what if you're about before you say, okay, let's say you're you're going out on a date, and before the check even comes, or when you ask for the check, the girl says, "Okay, can we split it?" Well, how would that make you feel? Um, I will. I might think that she doesn't like me in that yeah. way, because I, I feel you know. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like m- more often if. If a girl likes me, she'll be like, "Oh, are you sure?" Or, or but at, at the end, she would let me pay. But if she says like really straight, like, "Can we split it?" I feel like okay, she definitely does not want to go out again, unless there are other signals. You know, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of different variables in that situation. But see, but but for the most part, the way I, when I replied like she probably doesn't like me, I could tell that's something you must do because like you 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 replied yes really fast. Wait. Replied yes really fast. So when I said, like, if she wants to split it, I said she probably doesn't like me in that way. And you, uh, and you were pretty like, yeah, okay. like really fast. So that yeah, might, so I'm right on that, right? Yeah, because that's another thing, too, where – so I feel like this paying thing is so rooted into the culture of dating because even when I go out – and I already want, know, like, in my, the back of my head, I want it to be even at the end of the night. I never initiate – if I like the person – Obviously, if I don't like the person, I'm like, can we split it? <laughs> <laughs> if I, I'm interested, I hold back, and then I wait for him to say something. And then I do the, are you sure? Okay, then I'll get the next thing. Yeah. But I almost feel like to offer to split the bill, bill right away, It's almost, it really is a clear indicator, like, let's just be friends. Exactly, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree on that. So I feel like this whole paying thing it's like and you know what sometimes like i feel like it's with this type of like social rule or whatever this is it makes it kind of easier <laughs> to like tell if someone likes you you know what i mean like or like if they're interested because because in the future I, I i will do that i'm not going to be like i'll let's split because i'm always afraid like that would send off the wrong, wrong message you know i'll still like Hesitate a little bit first, and then, you know. Well, yeah, she ended up texting me quite a lot afterwards, so. Yeah. I guess, she, unfortunately, that means I have to pay for more. <laughs> Wait, has she has she texted you? Not recently? not since after the week of Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, okay, so back to the letter. Brenner okay. is the. Wait, it's me. Oh no! Oh, no. you you read the other part. Oh wait, I thought it was all for Vince. Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Brinner is delicious, even without the drunken high. For some reason, people either want pizza or Waffle House. I like brunch, but it always seems like some upscale thing people do. Let's do brunch. Okay, now this is the thing I want to talk about. So, I went out with drinks with a friend last weekend. So a girl, but she's just a friend. And I was complaining about this whole situation, too. Mm-hmm. And I, her reply was beautiful, because I never hear women say this. She was pretty much... What fucking brunch? Like she, she was like, I fucking hate brunch. I want to go off with beer. Like, like, and it was like, God, so refreshing to hear 
a girl say brunch sucks because I personally think brunch is stupid and I think the next girl I go out with has I think I, I only want to date people who don't like brunch because I know you like brunch but I personally think brunch is bullshit and that's just the way I feel okay and I accept I I um as a friend I accept that about you <laughs> <laughs> now every time but see as your friend every time you go to brunch I'm not going to be like ew brunch yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to put See, it down. Guys, this is what friendship is all about. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to be like, oh, brunch. But, like, but not, but, like, <laughs> but, but, that, that, but, like, I, I realize, like, I do get annoyed. I do get a little annoyed when I see pictures of brunch or the idea of brunch. Or, I don't know why. I think it just sounds bougie to me. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a real West LA kind of thing. I feel like it. You know, I think because of all the brunch places that popped up and stuff, I think it's become that. Because I think before that, I mean, brunch was always around, but it's like as much as Brinner, right? But I guess people don't, um, like, what if in the future they make Brinner the same as brunch? You know what I mean? Like, they start to market it and make it like, Brinner, let's do Brinner, you know? Because yeah, it could happen. Because Brinner is for like, for like sobering up or like topping off yeah. an awesome night. Hold. Don't Brinner is amazing. Brunch sucks. That's <laughs> well, I disagree with that. All right, you know what? We're ending this podcast forever. This is the last episode. <laughs> Number fifty, and that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Penguin Ninja. You brought this. Uh, all right. So the rest of the letter. Okay. Why is the default to make the other person hate you? And what if she was doing the same thing when the convo died? Maybe it was intentional. I was losing it when you went on your anti-baby rant. I feel the way you were so straightforward, you would just say, you know what, I'm just not feeling it. Goodbye. Or maybe Mike would do that. You know what? I actually thought by the end of that second date that she didn't like me. I thought we both kind of felt the same way. It's like, all right, this would be the last time. This would be it. It's like, all right, I don't like you like me. Like, it's not working out. And, you know, three days, there was silence, Penguin Ninja, and... I was ready to move on, and then she started texting me stuff, you know, like a picture of memes. And first of all, no one ever text, te- texts me pictures of memes. So I was like judging the hell. I was like, what? Someone's sending me a meme on text? Like, what? So I just replied with, ha, ha, ha. And then, uh, and then she texted me like a, a coupon for like a sandwich place. And she was like, oh, she's like, yeah, this is a pretty good deal, but we can't. But of course, I don't want to go here on our next date. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, just... I, 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 so I was thinking, and I knew she, I knew, and that was like the Thursday before Valentine's Day. So I figured if I didn't ask her out by then, that would probably end it for good. Because a lot of, you know, there's a lot of kind of girls who, like, they have to have a date on Valentine's Day or they want that. And I was already planning, there's this amazing 2011-2012 era punk band from L.A. called um, Peter Pants who were having a reunion slash final show and on Valentine's Day. And I was going to go to that no matter what. Mm-hmm. So going out with her on Valentine's Day was never going to be a thing, even if it went well. So... Yeah, after, you know, so I, after that text, I would ha ha ha, sure, 
And you know, after that, I never. I so she. I, she never replied again after that. She never sent me anything. So I think my lack of responses, of of enthusiastic responses, kind of ended it right there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yep. And that is the story of Nelanie. <laughs> Nelanie. <laughs> you just said her oh. real name. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say her real oh, name. Oh, you said Nelanie. Yeah, I said Nelanie. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, her name is Nelanie, folks. Okay. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. You know, every once in a while, like I'll be walking home, and I'll hear your baby rant. The thing about um, I want it as a soundbite. From the last episode? Yeah, the one where you're like, what are we going to do? Walk around Universal City Walk with your fucking baby? <laughs> like, every once in a while, it pops into my head and I have a good laugh to myself. <laughs> you know, we Can should... you make it into a soundbite? Yeah, I, I, I totally. <laughs> we should, like, add that. So, you know what we should do? We should play, like, our best soundbites before each everything song, like, usually yeah. often. <laughs> I feel like that one takes the cake, though. <laughs> Alright, to be fair, I did not say fucking baby to her. You did! No, you I, I think did. I think I said it on the podcast. I don't think I really said that to her. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> on the podcast you said it, which <laughs> <laughs> I wanna as my ringtone. <laughs> uh, that that would be a good oh, I want that as my ringtone now too. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna doubt it's on iTunes, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, right. okay. <clears throat> how, how big? Oh, oh, still the same thing. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> how big is this Star Wars comic? Like, it seems odd to just carry it around. Do you tuck it under your arm like a newspaper and flip through it during the morning while sipping your coffee? Um, nope. Well, first of all, um, I recently spent like a hundred dollars on Star Wars comics. I had like for three weeks I had different Star Wars comics with me everywhere I went, and I would just keep it like in the Barnes and Noble's plastic bag and just carry it with me everywhere I went. <laughs> and so if I had any free time, I would just start reading it on the spot. Um, you know, uh, and one, I think I didn't really get much attention for that, but I started reading Harry Potter recently and holy cow, I, you know, I, I people come up to me. I think I told, did, wait, did I mention this on the last podcast already or did I tell you that in real life? I can't remember. I think you talked about it on the last podcast. Okay, never mind. But, um, yeah. Um, Harry Potter update. Can we just jump into the middle? Because you just read the whole book, right? Yeah, so I just, I borrowed the book on Monday and I finished it yesterday. I'll, I'll, I think a lot has to do with the fact that I've read this so many times. I don't need to, like, digest it, you know? I just read it. Um, I, and I'm downloading the whole series because I want to watch. So after each movie, I mean, after each book, I'm going to watch the movie right after. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. And anyways, you, you tell me your update and I can... Okay, so, so here are my thoughts. of So right now I'm currently reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Or, as they say in the UK, and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Um, I'm loving the book. Like, like I have, it's been a long, long time since I read a, a great fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love fantasy books. I grew up reading the Narnia books. I've read all the Lord of the Rings books twice. I've read The Hobbit a couple times. Like, I love... And I feel like Harry Potter is pretty much our generation's Lord of the Rings. It's like that. It's like the big fantasy epic series, you know? Mm-hmm. And it felt good to di- start diving into it. And, yeah, um, the first book's amazing. Like, 
they make his aunt and uncle, the Dursleys, like fucking bigger assholes than they are in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's interesting how in the books, Harry, Harry does not like Hermione that much in, in the beginning. Yeah, it's funny. I think in the movie they didn't have time to really show the little things that happened between them. But um, it, I thought, like, reading it now and and also seeing it from a point of, from the point of view of, like, an 11-year-old, I thought it was really funny that they hated her. No, actually... And then, and then became their friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, it really captures the way an 11-year-old thinks. Like, how, like, you know, like, oh, we're the boys. We don't want to talk to the girls. Yeah. Like, and, like, the, and, the, and, the, and like growing up, there was the girl who was smarter than us. And, like, we were, like, intimidated. And she was really bossy. And, like, I saw all of that. Um, yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's a great book. I'm, I'm super excited to continue reading it. Like, I guess the only bummer is I know that I've seen the movie, so I know all the plot twists already. But I think, I mean, actually the movies, especially the fifth, I think the fifth and sixth um, movie, they changed a lot of the plot. So it's actually, it's different in the book. Mm. So there's, there's just more. The book has more. <laughs> and you know what the best part is that as you read, I noticed that the voice changes like he gets older which makes sense but like it really like it just grow you grow with it i mean that's why even i just feel like i don't know actually and that's one of the best things about the movies like i don't know if you know but a lot of people really shit on the first harry potter movie because i mo- love the first no, one me too, but have you heard that where a lot of people don't like it or like, they just like, say it's the most childish one and they say oh we like the dark ones but it's like and you want, like, as a whole series, a complete story, like, it's perfect. It starts off when they're kids, and it's the, how, what better way to introduce the viewer to the world of wizard, exactly. the wizarding world through the eyes of, exactly. the wide eyes of a child, exactly. you know? Like, for me, the first movie was perfect in terms of how, I mean, it was just, ex- everything I read, it just came to life. Yeah. Like, it was just, every, because, I mean... It was just that amazing. Like, for me, the first movie and the last two, since they were drawn out to be two movies, were the most, like, what I loved the most because they were exactly what I read, kind of, and what I expected. They didn't, yeah. the, other, the middle ones sort of stray a little bit more, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and when I was younger at the time, I hated them. But now, now looking back, I'm just like, you know, they had to make certain changes to the story in the movie to make it make sense. For that, because the books are so long, you know, they had to fit it all within the time limit. So I have forgiven that part, but um, but definitely it's because I changed it. It's not as strong. So the first, so that for me, the first one is like this is perfect. It is, and but you know, all the thing with the movies, they're all good. Like for a series of eight movies, like even like you know, with Lord of the Rings, the, all the Lord of the Rings movies are great movies. But come on, The Hobbit was the quality was way, obviously not as good hmm. and it just fell a lot i mean we saw them together all of them yeah and, yeah. and they they were just like just too much action too long yeah. but like yeah like all the hair but all the harry potter movies like they took care of every single movie where yeah. there i mean the, obviously there are some better than others but even like the one like my my least favorite one is the half-blood prince but even that's still a good it's still a really good movie like, yeah and um because something has to be your least favorite, no matter what. But yeah. Yeah, they, like, it's actually like a really solid. Like, you watch them all in a marathon. It's like fuck. It's like it's a good time. Yeah. 
I think I'm going to try to, to just watch every. I have all the movies, so yeah, I might do that. Um, let's do so when you finish. So I'll okay when you finish the first one. Should we do a recap? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Yeah, so people, if you don't like Harry Potter, you might want to skip that episode. Or no, just start <laughs> reading. Just start reading the book. Or watch Join the movie. Us. Join us. Join the dark side. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't watched Harry Potter, like, what the fuck? You know, my brother was never into it. And then I think his first time in Israel or in Thailand, he read the first Harry Potter book. And he liked it. And then last year when I moved back, we watched all the movies. And he liked them all. Yeah. Like, so like I'm saying, like, guys, you like stuff. If you're listening to this podcast, we you probably like the things we like. So watch Harry Potter. Yeah. Come on. For sure. Come on. Stop being the worst stupid. And have you stuck around for 50 episodes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you know what? Um, I'm actually super... I don't... I think during one of the Star Wars screenings, oh, um, they had the trailer for that new Harry Potter movie. I actually got... I didn't even get that excited when I first saw it on YouTube, but maybe it was like because I was already emotional for watching Star Wars. But I got pretty emotional for that new movie, and I'm actually pretty stoked for it. And remember how they announced recently how they had other wizarding schools and other countries? Oh my god! Yes. Yes. So, like, okay, that's exactly how I felt when the trailer first happened. I watched it. I was like, meh, okay, I'll watch it, of course, but whatever. And then when. I read the article about all the new wizarding, well, not new, but the newly released wizarding schools around the world. That's when I made the connection, like, oh, my fucking God, they're, the wizarding world, is it's being expanded, and we're going to see all the different blah, blah, blah. So then that's when I'm like, oh, my gosh, because this one takes place in New York, so they're going to obviously talk about the school in North America, and yes. And then there's schools, like, in Brazil, in Japan... Yes. And, like, you know she's going to be writing more books now. Like, Yeah, and I want to read. And that's when yeah. I was like, you know what? I want to read all of them. Like, I'm ready. Yeah. And it makes sense. So, so look at it. So, like, Lord of the Rings did that. Like, J.R.R. Tolkien, he has the, Sil- the Silmarillion, which is kind of like the backstory of Lord of the Rings. And it's, like, thousands of years of history of all over the things. And even with Narnia, the first couple books are about these kids. But then he starts telling Narnia stories about different parts of the country and different characters in his history. And, like, she set up the whole Harry Potter world to be like that. Where, like, all right, the story of Harry is done. But now you can, like, you have this whole awesome world of different stories. There could be other dark wizards who might have taken over or tried to. Like, like the possibilities are pretty endless. And, yeah. and, and, you know, it's the same thing with Star Wars, too. Like... They're going to be making all these, like, there's Star Wars novels set that are not about Luke, Leia, and Han, and everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. There's, there, I mean, I, one of the best books I read last year was about, was a Star Wars story about a rebel pilot and an imperial girl who kind of fell for each other, and their conflicting views of the, of the galaxy, and fuck, like, you, you could totally do that with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and, like, and at first, when I first heard about it, I think I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't care, I just want to see more Harry, but let's like, no, actually... The, after I think especially with reading the book now, it's like I want to see more of this world. Yeah, because at a certain point you're like, all right, I get it. Like Harry's story has to end. Like his, you know what I mean? It's just like not end. Like he has to die, but like it's just like okay, he lives a normal life now. You know, actually, there's there's a new, um. Did you hear? They're making an eighth book. Well, it's a play. Yeah, but yeah. they're gonna turn the play into a book. So that I mean, that's kind of cool. But I think that's gonna be the last of Harry. Hopefully, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, they don't yeah. run Harry to the ground. Like, listen, I don't think they will. Yeah, let, I want 
this one takes place like he's it's like his like he's like an, like 30 or something and it's his kid or something i don't know but like i think that's it mm, yeah 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 um hopefully um she starts writing a novel some new novels about other schools yeah fuck yeah yeah that would be what what, what country do you want to see her write i see i just want to see all of them oh. i don't like i just i just hope she will write about all of them i don't care what order but i want to read them yeah 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 fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i'm going to literally i'm going to be reading harry potter until i'm like freaking 110 years old it's possible Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like people have been watching Doctor Who since the 60s, right? Yeah. And they're yeah. old now. Like yeah. isn't that great when something you love lasts that long? Forever. <laughs> <laughs> It's like my mom's like she probably thought I like outgrew it. It's like you thought wrong. <laughs> you thought wrong. <laughs> We're going back to Hogwarts for my 50th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Pokémon just celebrated their 20th anniversary. I think yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, 20 years. Uh, That's already another thing. Yeah. Um, I thought that we're gonna make this like live app, this like app version of Pokemon where you can catch Pokemon like using your phone. I mean, I think that's already out, isn't it? Really, I I checked and it wasn't. Maybe uh, it's for iPhone only. But that was what I was like, oh my god, because you can like battle people like if you it's like real life like Pokemon where you're like walking to work and you see like. A ratata and you can catch it or like somebody is like I challenge you and you just have to fight them in the middle of the street like that'd be so rad. That's you're going to talk to strangers. That's you're going to meet new people. <laughs> I just battle everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like you'll never get to like anywhere like so I had three battles. It'd be like you'd be like playing a Pokemon game like you're trying to walk through a field then <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, texting. Where the hell are you? You're ten minutes late. Look, I think these ratatas keep popping up everywhere. <laughs> Or I'm like, no, sorry, guys, plans canceled. I have to catch like the rare Pokemon or whatever. I'm gonna stay in these bushes until I see every Pokemon <laughs> in this area. Because that's how I play. <laughs> <laughs> no, folks, she does like really. <laughs> yeah, I'm not done with it because of that. Um, should we go back to the letter? Yes. Okay. When people start working in the real world, do you just not blink an eye at paying over $800 a month? Like, I had a mini heart attack thinking of paying that much for a place to hold my stuff. Cali life is expensive to me right now. Dude, $800 is cheap. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like it... I mean, in Hong Kong, too, it's, that's, like, how much I pay. And that's... I'm, like, it's super cheap. Um, I do know, like... My brother, when he when he lived in a small town in Texas, and he was working at a call center, he was able to afford a two bedroom apartment just by working at a call center. Wow. So things are definitely cheaper in other parts. Yeah. In other areas, uh, yeah, it's not cheap here. You know. Uh, but you know what? I also have to disagree with you, Penguin Ninja. Like when you said paying that much for a place to hold my stuff, a home is your own place is much more, especially when you. In the real world, adult, it's much more than a place to hold your stuff. It's where you go to recharge. It's kind of like your safe space to get away from it all. Like I don't even have that much stuff because I, I try to keep my possessions to a minimal. But I definitely need a place where I feel 
comfortable. Yeah, lately, I've so I've had this itch to play The Sims, like the computer game, which I'm gonna do I think next week. But like, like literally, hold myself in my apartment and play for two days, because I suddenly realized I was like, man, I really want my own place. Like I'm starting to like, I want like a nice couch, you know. I want to have a TV, and I want to, I want to get a Wii, you know what I mean? Like I want all these things, and since I can't do that right now, the only closest thing I have is Sims, and I could recreate that in a <laughs> virtual space. But um, that's the thing where I feel like I really look forward to that as an adult because. It's not, yeah, it's not just, like, my, like, my closet or my storage space. It's, like, it's my, it really is, like, my home, you know, and my, my safe space. Yeah. <laughs> my, like, oasis, I don't know. No, it, it totally, yeah, an oasis is the perfect word, like. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, dude, pain, 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 rinse, it's one of the shitty things that I do in life. Um, Yeah. Cali life is indeed expensive. Hong Kong life is indeed expensive. Um, life is ex- is expensive, but yeah. you know, I mean, as long as we're not you're not starving and dying in the street, it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going back to Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, <you're> <laughs> huh? Oh, is it my turn right now? No, it's it's my okay. it's still my turn. <laughs> How could you have only seen the Harry Potter movies? Did you just not like the movies enough? Like, it was a worldwide 90s phenomenon where everyone read them. I put it off until 5th grade and only read it because there was a book reading circle. I love them. They tie with a series of unfortunate events. I never got into Pottermore, though, for some reason. Uh, I guess this was directed towards me. It is, right? Because you're so yeah. mean. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, in the 90s, I was into Pokemon. Um, early 2000s, I was really into WWF. <laughs> um, like, The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H... You know, I would go to wrestling shows with my dad. Um, yeah, you know, I was just into other stuff. I think, like, yeah, um, Harry Potter just... I, I, you know, even before I was into Pokemon, I was really into Star Wars. Um, you know, I just got into different things. Yeah. Yeah, um, so when the last movies were coming out, one of my, my best friends, she told me she never read them either. And so I got her to read all of it. And then she became, like, a really big fan with me. Um, but she, yeah, she, I guess growing up, she didn't read it as well. So different timing for everyone, I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've, I, I, I think I made up my mind to watch Harry Potter in 2011 or 2010. Like, I decided to just marathon all the movies because the last, the first part of Deathly Hollows was coming out. Uh-huh. I just wanted to be part of that because I knew it was going to be big. And I saw the first one, immediately loved it. I loved them all. I watched them all, like, within two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, better late than never. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, I got into it late, but I'm happy that I got into it at all. Yeah. And you know what? The books, they're always going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, so he said they tie into a series of unfortunate events. Is that true? Uh, I've never read them, actually. Oh, hmm. you have, you, to, have you read them? I've heard of them. I know there was a movie of that that came out, but yeah, yeah I'm not sure. I think I was too into Harry Potter to read anything else. <laughs> 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 like, seriously? <laughs> you know what's a good fantasy book that I like? I forgot. I think you read it before, too. It's the one where these two witches take these this brother and sister to, like, another planet... Oh my god, a wrinkle in time? 
A Wrinkle in that was a. I only read it once, like in fourth grade, and I've always remembered that book. That's one of my favorite books ever. I love that book so much. Um, I read I read another one in the series called I f- forgot, but that was good too. But A Wrinkle in Time is is I love it. That is yeah, maybe maybe it's not worth reading the sequel. Um. Well, there wasn't a sequel. Well, I don't think I read the sequel, but it was more like it was part of the series that she wrote, and it wasn't bad. It was interesting too. But I just feel like A Wrinkle in Time was just it was just like. Like, I don't know, the feeling I have when I think about it and when I read it, it was just, like, I think I read it as a kid, and later I read it as, in college, and it was still, like, amazing. It's it's just a really weird story. It's, like, sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. And, um, there was a Hallmark movie. Um, I never saw it, though. And it was, it was really about, like, being, like, kind of, like, believing in yourself, and, ex- and I think this was one of the first books where, because she... Because the main character, Meg, she was, like, I think she was awkward or something. And she was feeling down on herself. And it was all about using what she thought were flaws, you know, to help, like, save the world or whatever. And that's, and for, I I think I read it in fourth grade as well. And I think reading that was really, it was really comforting to me. Especially because I felt, because I think she wore glasses and I wore glasses. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. there's hope for me yet. (laughs) And I remember the name, Meg. Okay. I'm with Mike on the not expecting to like a song or album. Oh, I guess this is for me, so you can read it. Okay. Um, I'm with Mike on not expecting to like a song or album because as you get older, you start to go to what you like more and reject everything else. Or maybe that's just me. I find I won't listen to anything new unless it's on Spotify and it's just playing in the background. So I listen to it fully and either just vibe to it and then listen again to the lyrics. Um, you know, I feel like that's not a good thing to do. Like, I feel like people, like, you, it's always good to take in new stuff. You know, like, like, um, yeah, I think once you get into that point where you're listening to the same bands or same musicians, same artists, like, I feel like that's when you, I don't know, I think you close yourself off to a lot of good stuff. Yeah, that's, that's actually what I like about Spotify because, um... Uh, so th- basically, you listen to stuff during the week, right? Yeah. Then at the end of the week, they kind of they kind of generate like, okay, this is what you've listened to. So they'll they'll make a new playlist every Monday of new bands you should listen to that kind of sound similar or to what you've been listening to. So I found a lot of like new music that way. Um. And yeah. Um. I I've never gotten to Spotify. Um, I mainly get into my music from going to shows or opening bands or, like, um, from recommendations from friends. Um, I mean, fuck, I got really into Peach Kelly Pop this year because of this person that I'm talking to right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been listening to, like, their stuff like like crazy this year. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, and nothing gets me more excited about life. Um, in, about new music, like, okay, how about this? Name what is one band that you really got into recently, late last year, early this year? Like, what is who? Who? Okay, that's an easy question. So I really got into um, Grimes. She's a Canadian singer, songwriter, and she does like electronic, kind of like um, it's not. I don't. I honestly, I don't know how to describe music genres these days anymore but it's like kind of pop but not 
<laughs> but anyway, so my friend, actually, this was a recommendation where my friend back home told me about her latest album that came out in November. And so I was listening to it. I was listening to that album for one whole month, just nonstop. And it's been, for me, it's been a long time since I've listened to an album in its entirety. Because I usually, I just like different songs from different people. Kind of thing. So it was really special to me that I was like, oh wow, just like her whole album, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, she's my favorite. We should play your favorite Grime song during one of our intermissions in this episode. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, for listening to the podcast, you already heard a Grime song. <laughs> <laughs> um, I recently, I've already played a couple of their songs on the podcast, uh, The Mountain Goats. Um, I actually first heard, I don't think you've read it yet, but the zine that I gave you that I really loved, I gave you for Christmas, there's a, there's a story about this guy who missed a Mountain Ghost show and how this album called All Hell West Texas changed his life. Um, from that zine, I immediately bought that album, and it, it is an amazing album. Um, it's an album where he just recorded everything into a tape player, so everything is like really lo-fi. Uh-huh. Such a rad album. And the Mountain Ghost is pretty much, it's mainly this guy... Um, this singer songwriter named John Darnell, I think that's how you pronounce it, Darnia or Darniel, and he's actually from Claremont. Uh, yeah, um, but now right now the band is based in North Carolina, but like all his songs are like really great song, mainly acoustic songs, and some of them are like 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 yes, it's a bunch of different emotions listening to them, and this this band makes me feel really good. Like, um, it's it's probably my. It's quickly becoming maybe my favorite band. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I get folks. Grimes and the Mountain Goats. Yeah. Listen to it. Um, okay, so this is the end of the letter. Let's see. Um, this was a very Vince-focused episode, so there wasn't much to ask Paige about. That's true. The last episode was very me-centered, but the episode before was very Paige and Taipei-centered, or Taiwan-centered. So I feel, like, I feel like before the big episode 50, we each got like our own episode. That's how I kind of see it, which was it worked out pretty well. <laughs> um, number one, so here are some questions for you, Paige. If you held your glasses up, could you set something on fire if it was sunny? I've never tried it, but now I will because it's, it hasn't been really sunny lately. But next time I'm on a, on the beach, I'm gonna try to light stuff on. Dude, fire. it's like fucking cyclops, right? Like when you know when he lifts his glasses up. <laughs> yeah, but I think it'll take me like a lot longer, and I have to get the right angle. It'll probably take me like twenty. Minutes. <laughs> you're an ex. You're an ex man. <laughs> an ex. An ex woman, and your name is oh well. <laughs> I think you know what I was about to say, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, technically, I don't have to edit anything out. I didn't say it. <laughs> um, where do people hear? Or where do people hear more of your band? Or where can people hear more of your band's songs? Well, um, you can. We have a SoundCloud, which is. SoundCloud.com slash Jeems, J-E-A-M-E-S, hyphen three. <laughs> and you can listen to some of our stuff there. And you can hear their newest song, which is a cover that you may have heard before in just a couple minutes for yeah. a very special episode 50 and onwards thing. 
Uh, so, all right, you're going to love this. It's a Snapchat comment. <laughs> they just snaps are cool. I usually see people fooling around with hula hoops at work. Then there was this one snap where she is in an alleyway and there are cats running around. Was that you? Was that you? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I want to see it. <laughs> Both. When is the new Like Like Zine coming out? When indeed. When? Well, so today I'm going to finish it. And I'm going to talk to our publisher about getting it printed soon. Um, yeah. Um, and it's, I'm pretty excited for it. I actually designed for this one a little bit. So I, I, it's, fun, it's nice having hand, like, track, putting my hands in different parts of it. Yeah. And I, I think, did I send... Okay, this is Zine stuff, so we won't <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> Launch into Zine admin stuff right now. <laughs> and immediately everyone cancels the episode. <laughs> um, okay, so before we go, we should do a, a moving Michael's musings. Yes. Um, let me see what he posted. Uh, oh, well, this is, how about this one? It's from, this is actually a, a funny post. On his wall by one of his best friends named Tommaso, who also contributed to our zine. Um, today, so if you guys don't know, well, I guess you do know because he was in this episode earlier. Moving Michael is now in Israel. Congrats. So here, Congrats. yeah, so here is Moving Michael's musings featuring Tommaso. <clears throat> today is the day that finally see, oh, today is the day that finally sees the good old chap that is Michael finally leaving his cage of disenchantment, pressure, and madness for a whole new one filled with goat herding, pointless dirt shoveling, ISD-driven wanderings, lonely thinking in improbable coastal towns, bitching, and hummus. He lists a whole bunch of other people's names now. I don't really want to list them. Uh, please join me at this meaningful moment of celebration of yet another wasted late adolescence. <laughs> Mazel tov, Hermano Chicano. Mazel tov. <laughs> That's actually pretty nice. Uh, it features Tommaso? Yeah, that was Tommaso talking to Michael. Oh, I thought that was Michael talking. Oh, about himself. Oh, no, no, okay. no, that was, that was yeah. Tommaso on his wall posting that. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so guys, this has been episode 50. Paige, what do you think? Like, this podcast lasted this long. Yeah, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, same here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thinking back how we recorded it, awkwardly staring at each other. In my old apartment. Um, yeah. That was fucking 50 episodes ago. 50 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Alright, guys. Keep it awkward. Bye. Alright, I'm gonna stop it now. I'm at a party and I'm coughing. I can barely see. And every time I talk to you, well, I can
end up fucking up and making it feel awkward. I'll probably end up fucking up and making it super awkward. I'll probably end up fucking up and making it super awkward. Oh. Mm-hmm. 